Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the official recording of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Ah! Hey, it's me, Snurg! I don't really like Noble Knights that much, but NobleKnight.com is okay by me. You know why? They got tons of products for me where I can just be hiding in dungeons and stuff like that. Also, it's it's really, really cool. I get to find all these bestiaries that I can fill my dungeon with and all kinds of goblin miniatures. So check out Noble Knight. They'll even buy old gaming products that you aren't using anymore, and they're awesome. NobleKnight.com. Make sure you tell them the Tome Show sent you. There are a lot of subscription services out there that deliver things right to your door these days. Veggies, movies, meat, pet toys, artisanal jams, collectibles, RPGs, pictures of cool places, music, butter, dice. Wait, what? There is literally only one thing on that list that would make my life complete. A monthly subscription service for dice? Dice Envy has subscription services for dice. They send you a unique set every single month right to your house. Go check out their subscriptions. Or if you just want to go buy some of their unique and interesting dice, head over to DiceEnvy.com and let them know that the Tome Show sent you. Hello everybody and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will, I'm a D&D sex icon and I'm back today with yet another episode of The World Tree Burns. We've got the full cast and crew back with us tonight. So let's go around, let's figure out who we are and who we're going to be playing today. And let's start with our illustrious Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how you doing my friend? I'm doing fantastic, thank you for asking. Uh, so I'm Dan Dillon and I will be your Dungeon Master for this evening. And I will be handling all of the horrors and joys and friends and foes that these guys get to deal with for the next few hours. Awesome. Can't wait for it. Uh, we also have with us McGlocan. How's it going, Logan? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm doing good. I have tomorrow off from work because it's uh, America's birthday. Uh, and so I'm gonna play Breath of the Wild all day by myself. That's, uh, that's my plan. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I forgot where we left off exactly, but Dan will get us all cut up and, uh, where I can, um... I will indeed. Where we can figure out where Cloak, the, the gnome ranger of not doing shenanigans ever or shady shit. Uh, perfectly lawful good character. Don't, don't judge me. All right, I feel I feel the judgment, <laughs> and if the podcast listeners, I feel I you hear the I hear the judgment as you listen and you shake your head at your you know your listening ears. device. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. It's shameful. It's shameful. <laughs> uh, we have tool school with us tonight. School, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Excited to do some combaty things. And, uh, yeah, I am playing Glazerschen, who is our, uh, geomancer wizard, who is, uh, learning his way through this world, as it is very, uh, uh, strange and mysterious. He's learning all kinds of things and is very excited about all of it, because he is, he's just that guy. Um, so yeah, let's go. <laughs> awesome. 
we also have Lorelania back of us tonight. Tia, how you doing? I'm doing really great. I have both arms on this character. I can't complain. I'm going to be playing Kari. My... Don't, don't, don't. Just stop. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going to be playing Kari, my cat domain shadow fey cleric. Reverse that. Um, and I am a little bit confused on where we left off as well, so I'm looking forward to our great uh, DM's guidance on that. Absolutely. Uh, but last but not least, we happen to encounter Josh back with us tonight. Josh, how you doing, my friend? Um, I am uh, encounter Josh. I am playing Kane, um, who will not speak. Uh, he is a very quiet individual. He's a Dampier Ranger um, with his uh, trusted companion, which is a large uh, feathered bird uh, as an eagle owl. Um, he doesn't really speak much. He's more of an observer. Uh, and uh, I like to think of him as sort of like a guardian of the party. Um, just every now and again giving them a little nudge away from just fucking disastrous decisions. It's not going so well, to be completely honest, but, you know, I try. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Win something, lose uh, As for myself, I'll be playing Riodan, the Dampier cleric of the Hunger Domain. Uh, he's had something odd affect him, which is all of the words that I, as a player, say uh, are actually his mutterings uh, from his goddess Marina. Um, perhaps he is an oracle, perhaps he's just gone a little bit insane, but either way, my words are his words. We are one joined together. Uh, but before we get into the game, I'll quickly remind you guys, of course, we're sponsored today by Kobold Press. Go over to koboldpress.com, check out all of their amazing Midgard books and materials, uh, both in PDF and in print. Uh, we are using all of the Midgard materials, including the World Book and the Hero's Handbook for... 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. There's also a Pathfinder version as well, which I saw in my local game store the other day. Uh, but definitely go and check it out on the website if you're enjoying this series. Go and support our sponsors. It's the best way to support us here. Uh, and of course, we're uh, similarly sponsored by uh, FantasyGrounds.com. In fact, you can use all of the uh, Fantasy Grounds materials. I should actually load the modules up here uh, for us to use. That would be actually helpful of me to do. Um, and, of course, go check out whalengames.co.uk. Oh, before I forget as well, Fancy Grounds have 25% off on the Steam Summer Sale at the moment across the board, so definitely go and check that out. Uh, whalengames.co.uk, all of their amazing miniatures. They have D&D uh, uh, books, RPG uh, books and swag, along with a huge variety of board games. So if you guys like any kind of games, go to whalengames.co.uk for up to 20% off the retail value. Uh, of course, you can interact with today's game. If you haven't followed the show yet, hit the follow button and join us. Are uh, only a few followers away from you guys getting to decide what happens next. Uh, and of course, uh, if you haven't retweeted this tweet, go ahead and get so uh, get doing so because we will have another viewer decision where you guys can affect the game. Last but not least, donate to affect the game by giving players nat ones, nat twenties, wild magic surges, and actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Uh, don't read into the last one too much. Uh, and thank you to Andrew on that bombshell. Uh, who gives two wild magic surges to carry to kick things off. So uh, I'm sure Carrie will get to rolling lows. But in the meantime, uh, I'll hand over to Dan Dillon to remind us what happened last week on the World Tree Burns. Uh, before I jump into the recap, Will, I have a question of procedure on those nat 20s, nat 1s that uh, folks can mm. so kindly donate to us. Uh, I had a few left over at the end of last session. Do those carry over or are they good for one session only? Yeah, they will carry over. Um, I encourage you to All right, try. Then I should still have moments, but um, uh, yeah, sure, I, I certainly will. Uh, then I should have three twenties sitting around in my pool to use as I see fit. 
I believe you do. Let me go and double check. Yes. Yes, you do. This is the one here. Haha. Very well. Thank you, sir. All right. So uh, when last we left our heroes, uh, they had embarked on a strange journey. Uh, Riodan had engaged an armorsmith, one Paula Everforge, to custom fit a suit of plate armor for him since he was tired of being carved up in fights. Um, and when he went to, you know, I, I don't know if he was planning to try and make good on his contract because he didn't have nearly enough coin <laughs> to pay for the work and the armor itself, but he had a plan, I'm sure. Uh, he found her place ransacked uh, and her gone amidst signs of a struggle. And so uh, the party gathered and they tracked uh, the scent and actual just physical trail of these assailants who seemingly abducted uh, the dwarf smith uh, through a track in the cartways and then out through a, a gap in the wall of Zobek and across rivers to the north into the Margreve forest. They had a scuffle with some of the wildlife there uh, and the quick intervention of Cloak turned one of the wild creatures, a brown bear, uh, to the party's side with a uh, quick spell that charmed the creature. Uh, and that bear is still amongst your number. Uh, the bear, I will remind you, has a pretty nasty-looking wound uh, sort of torn down one of its shoulders as it was embroiled in some sort of scuffle uh, that drove it towards you in the first place. Uh, so you have that bear with you. Uh, you also have, of course, Puff Puff, the golden-furred, silver-eyed hound, that Cloak befriended down in the cartways when you had stopped some, some uh, dark cult activity. You followed the trail uh, about a, almost a full day's travel uh, to the north-northeast of Zobek into the Margrave Forest, and there you discovered the opening in a hillside with a um, architectural sort of uh, doorway, a wide doorway, easily 20 feet wide, leading into a great tunnel. And uh, you were um, being led as well by Glazishin's sense for ley lines. He can hear the song of a, of a ley line ringing faintly from within this tunnel. Uh, and its song also resonates in a dragon scale that you found at the forge. You had scouted the area, a few of you, and you had discovered that there were kobold sentries. Uh, six or so hidden in some rocks not too far from the entrance who were just sort of keeping an eye on the clearing there uh, as well as two winged kobolds lurking in the treetops. Uh, I believe Cloak's sharp eyes spied them out. And that is where we left last time. So it's probably uh, about an hour or so until you really want to start uh, thinking about camping for the day since you've been traveling for a good six, seven hours at this point. Uh, but you have located the sentries who are watching the entrance to this uh, this place that the trail seems to lead you. And I believe that should have us all caught up. Uh, Carrie, do you want to read out your wild magic surges to uh, kick things off here? Uh, if a caster is wearing a magic ring, that finger doubles in length. It does not. And one of the caster's hands... Wait for it. Nah, it's still there. It's susceptible to rust. Nice try, guys. <laughs> so close. Right. Radio. Uh, so one of your hands is susceptible to rust. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so uh, that will be the ball in your folks' court. Oh, one thing that I will remind you of, Will, is that uh, Riodan decided to go ahead and strap on the ill-fitting sort of half-finished plate armor um, 
despite its uh, its incomplete status, and so is currently suffering penalties as if he were not proficient in the armor, though he does have its armor class of 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it on. Uh, I, I'm really sick of dying. Uh, Riordan's really like, <laughs> I really don't want to get hit by things again, so I think I'll just keep this on no matter how clanky it gets. Uh, Glaz, do you have any idea how close we might be to our quarry? Well, I mean, they're they're right there. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the cave somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as whether that is the final destination or just a uh, another uh, another step beyond that, I, I can tell you that it seems as though there is a ley line in there, and that is where this uh, <clears throat> this scale has come from. So. Uh, Certainly it would be a clue, but whether that cave leads to a whole network underground or whether it is just a uh, an abode for kobolds, we would have to go in to find out. True enough. How's everyone feeling? Are we all prepared? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm ready to go. For, do you guys remember the plan? I mean, I told you like literally like 30 seconds Not ago. Not at all. I, 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 I wasn't <sighs> listening. But, uh... At all. It's like I tell you something and a week goes by and you totally forget. Okay, so. It does feel that way. It, you know. So. Um, I was going to ride in on the bear. <laughs> Josh gets a bear mount from Winfora here. The bear is not fond of cloak. Well, we will make a note of that for when the charm spell wears off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh no! Oh, <laughs> this is this is gonna this is gonna turn into an alpha predator kind of thing where it's gonna be me versus the bear, and I'm gonna be like, no, 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 you are not in charge here. <laughs> You're gonna turn in like the, the Caesar Milan of bears. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I would, uh, look at you guys and be like, so I, I was going to charge in with the bear and Puff Puff and we were going to take out, uh, the six kobolds on the ground. Yeah, I, I think it was six, if I remember correctly, Dan. You spotted six sentries on the ground, hidden behind some rocks and in some underbrush uh, with two winged kobolds lurking in the treetops. Yes, I will be behind you to give you support going in, but they are going to take care of the ones in the air because I have things that can hit multiple people at the same time. Yes. So, uh, I mean, Kane is really good with uh, bows and arrows, and then um, Kari and uh, Riordan are really good at... Uh, I mean, they, they can attack ranged, so uh, that will take out the two up there. Um, also, I have put a, a link in uh, some text in the chat for you, Dan, from Architect Origins, who donates essentially a severed arm to carry. <laughs> it's just crueler. Oh, just what I've always wanted. More <laughs> limbs. <laughs> so, uh, right. I mean, I can fight from afar, Cloak, but um, I'm not very good at it. I, I would prefer to be up. Uh, with all this armor on, I can tank a few hits from little kobolds trying to punch through my armor. I'm quite handy with this rapier of mine. Don't mind going in the front line. Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, we could play it more by ear. I don't know how the, they're going to attack or whatever the case may be. Um. I mean, is it possible that they could be reasoned with, these little critters? 
I mean... People like to do what I tell them to. If you... If you want to attempt that, um... You can try... Me and you can try, but then, then we can have, like, a signal where the bear can show up. Are you able to communicate with your creature in that fashion? Fluff and stuff should be good to go. Um... Especially if he hears fighting and if I'm in danger. So, I'll keep, I'll try to have him in view of me. And if any of them try to attack me, then he'll come in and murder them. Because he's a bear. So perhaps you and I, Cloak, go in. See what happens. I, I'm for this. Um, I also, uh, hold on real quick. And then what I want to do... Because I wanted to do this last time, but we, we never really got around to doing this. Is uh, I'm going to uh, look at the bear, and then I'm going to uh, put my hand on its wound. And I'm like, there, 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 buddy, this should take care of it. And you see Cloak's hand light up with it, like a uh, a weird divine glow. But it's like green and uh, almost like uh, plants are like... Uh, light like plants that are made out of light are like emanating and like vines and wrapping around and then uh he places it and as he brings his hand back they disappear and i'm gonna heal the bear for 1d8 hit points plus my wisdom modifier all right ha oh give me that cure wounds wow eight, eight plus nice. uh i think my wisdom is hold on actually my other character uh, by the way that is also a magical item for uh, Carrie um, from Andrew. Dan, you can decide on the nature of this magic item when you're in Is that in, in addition? That is in addition to the. <laughs> is that in addition to the arm, arm I just yes. heard? Right. Yes. You could combine the, the two to make a. Yeah. <laughs> it's holding something. It'd be, it'd be like a sword, but the arm <laughs> comes with it, and like it's just on it. You can't detach the arm. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was that was nine hit points for the bear. All right. Uh, the bear is looking greatly relieved. Uh, so as you reach out and touch the bear, those vines flow off of your fingers and sort of crawl and creep like this uh, luminous emerald light English ivy uh, across the bear's wounded shoulder. And it sort of sutures this massive claw mark and you watch as the flesh and fur knit almost completely, leaving just a little bit of a, a, a basically all that's left is a little bit of a raw patch. Looks almost like uh, maybe a scratch or a bruise. Like what I learned, I learned from Carol. All right, so the bear is almost completely healed, and it is uh, down to you guys. If, uh, if you are going inside of there, I would I, I would very much like to get closer to that ley line um, to see what this is all about. Les, my friend, you are without a doubt the most intelligent person I've ever met, but sometimes your drive and your desire for ley lines, it puts you in bad positions. We must be careful, friend. The hunt is well, on. Well, we, we want to make... F we're making friends, yes? If we're going in and being friendly, I'll just say, hey, I friendly want to take a look at your ley line. It's like borrowing a cup of sugar, right? Um, I would never give you sugar. Um, let me put it this way, Carrie. Um, Glaz, you have a certain way about you, um, which I think kobolds won't like. Um, you're very you, and as much tall, very tall, uh, and as much as I love your personality, I just sense that it might be one that kobolds have a strange adherence to. So, um, 
perhaps it would be best that you stay back here. Sort of like the dwarves. Dwarves don't like me. I don't know what it is. They just always have been so mean to me. Okay, I will stay. It's here. okay. No one, no one really likes dwarves. This is true. Not, not even most. Not even most dwarves like dwarves. I, uh, I'll be honest. Well, I'm just saying, you guys can get in position as we walk up and distract them, and then there are, and then if they come out and attack us, you guys have advantage, and you know, and then. Surprise them, get in there, show them what you got, you know. Yes, and then you use your clever magic to do what you do best. I'm just going to shoot them. That's also valid. Just, just some... Valid life choice. Just make. imagine they're Cain and the fighting room. No, don't do that. You'll imagine that they'll beat you up and then you'll feel bad about it. Imagine it's a small little... little. Uh, imagine it's a kobold. Uh, something small, nice and nice and easy for you to for you to, to destroy. Not something scary and big like Cain, an insurmountable wall of force. I kind of slowly turn over towards Cain, see him standing there, being silent and judgmental as always, and then look back to you guys and just kind of shrug. Okay. When you look at Cain, the owl perched on his shoulder sort of fluffs the feathers around its neck in the back of its head. Just kind of at you as you look at it. I saved your life. Its head kind of tilts almost all the way to the side, and then it just sort of fluffs them and the feathers smooths back down. I toss my hair over my shoulder in the kind of same defiant act of the animal. Kari's starting to get irritated. Alright, so uh, you guys are about 200 feet away or so from the entrance into this tunnel into the cave side, and you know the kobold sentries are posted maybe... 50 or 60 feet uh, kind of up the hill off to the left of the entrance. It's a very gentle slope, but there is some uh, undergrowth and uh, thick tree trunks leading up to the to where they're hiding. Should I come in riding the bear? Um, that... Did you, you say, that could you or should idea. you? <laughs> a display of uh, prowess. Perhaps it's something that these... Uh, animal-like creatures can understand that you are a leader of their forest, perhaps. It might just scare them shitless and then they'll start killing you. That's what I'm hoping for. To scare the shit out of them. Yes. It'll go one of two ways. Either way, someone's going to shit themselves. That's what I always say. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a a Shadow Fae mount for Carrie. That hates Dampiers <laughs> from Andrew. That's funny. <laughs> Some kind of mount for carry. That's awesome. Appreciate my Glass, what, what should I have as a mount? I bet you know better than I do. <laughs> oh, I could go shopping, but uh, I was going to say Dan. I was going to say between Dan and Ben, well, they will have something long before I can uh, come up with something. Oh, is but, Ben uh, here? Glass will make sure I mean... he's at least uh, about fifty feet away from the Cobalt Sentry, so he can get. So he's within spellcasting range, um, just in case things go sideways. Okay, so we'll call the kobolds about a hundred and fifty feet away from you guys through some uh, some through some forest growth. So how are you uh, planning to approach the the kobold position? It, I mean, quick question just for Glass: Is there any cover in front uh, in front of this cave? That I mean, I could be that I could get line of sight within like sixty feet or so, or is it like a clearing in front? And- Not really. No. Okay, then never mind. I'll stay back and get ready to run if I need to. Right. 
So it looks like, yeah, the entrance to the cave is essentially in a little bit of a clearing. If not a complete clearing, then at least a partial one. Uh, like, there's still pretty dense canopy overhead. You know, the trees spread their branches far between each trunk. Um, and it is, at this point, probably well into dusk. So uh, the forest is starting to get darker. Uh, we'll say it's dim light uh, everywhere under the canopy right now, but thanks to your dark vision, you can all see just fine. Um, within 60 feet of you, at least. Beyond that, it's a little uh, little hazy. Um, and there really is no cover leading in perhaps the last 60 or so feet in front of the cave entrance. There is light cover uh, and sort of obscurement from the undergrowth leading up to that point. So you think you could uh, sneak that close, at least, without too much trouble. I, I said, wait for them to get distracted by... Uh... Reardon's and uh, my mine approach because they'll all focus on us and then they'll not pay attention to everything that's going else around them. Matt, are we ready to do okay. this? I'm good. You know, I've got a good feeling about this. Okay, fluff and stuff. All right. So the plan is, if I if I read correctly, that cloak is mounting up on the bear and just charging the cobalt position. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna walk up and we're going to uh, try to reason with them at first. Actually, can I make an insight roll on what I what I saw from them to see if I could gather if I could reason with them? Um, uh, sure. You can go ahead and make a wisdom insight check, and we'll see if you were able to glean anything. Okay, worthwhile from them. Let's see. Let's, is this how it works? Do I grab the dice? No, that's not. Yeah, you grab the die and then. Okay, no, I, I I added the skills to the character sheet, so I'm I'm trying to get used to using the. Oh okay. Ah oh, twenty one. All right. Uh, so the main problem here is that you really didn't have any sort of. Um, interaction with them. You didn't really have any context to try and gauge their mood as would be directly related to intruders, visitors, whatever. Um, but I will say that what you were able to glean from them uh, in the little little bit of time that you sort of snuck close and got a head count and all of that is that the sentries uh, on the ground seemed bored and distracted. And they would occasionally... Uh, one of them would just kind of look off toward the hill, but not toward the entrance, as far as you could tell, like just sort of looking up the hill every now and then. You're not really sure what the deal was. It's almost like he was looking at or for something. Um, the winged kobolds up in the trees were much more vigilant, uh, like they didn't chatter to each other at all. They were taking their job much more seriously. Um you think that uh, just based on what you know of kobolds, these don't seem like the kind that live in or really even around Zobek. Uh, so it's more likely that they would be uh, just probably more prone to hostility uh, off the off the bat. You, if you think you think if you had uh, if you had someone who was dragon blooded, that would help a hell of a lot, but you don't. Um, but uh, if you had some means of leveraging that in some way over them, they might be more inclined to listen. So, Rodan, do you really want to reason with them? 
Oh, no, no, no. I'd much rather drink all of their blood. I thought while the others were around, it was probably just best as I say that we should reason. Tell oh. what they want to try and do. Well, um... But no, 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 darling. I, I couldn't care less about their pathetic little lives. But I, I suppose we could try. It could be interesting to have some minions, but... Uh... No, they're not from Zobek. Uh, and none of us are... Well, I mean... Laz kind of looks like he's a dragon, but he more looks like he's a troll. Um, all of us, I don't, I just, I'd rather kill them, you know, because they're in the way. Well, here's, here's the thing. They're kobolds at strike one, and they're foreigners, and at strike two. So if they're not from Zobek and they're kobolds, they should definitely die. I mean, they're not going to be that friendly to us, are they? Oh, no. I, I think as soon as the two sentries up top and the trees, the winged ones, see us, they're going to start launching whatever they can at us. Right. So, do you just want to scrap that and charge in and murder face I, yes, all of them? Yes, let's do that. Let's do that, okay. yes. Why not? Okay. Uh, I'll charge in. I'll charge in with uh, uh, original plan. Uh, and I look at those guys and be like, we're not going to reason with them. And I just jump on the bear and fucking start charging in. <laughs> I ready my bow as fast as I can. I gesture up. Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> to close, draw my sword. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, Cloak has thought better of it and has quite frankly had enough. He clambers up onto the bear's back and the bear sort of like... Uh, bristles at that a little bit and looks over its shoulder at him, but when he, he realizes who it is, it, the bear relaxes a little bit, and when you kind of put your heels to it, it just sort of bellows and takes off, tearing at the earth with its claws. So, uh, here's one thing we need to keep in mind real quick before we get into what everybody else is doing. Are you planning to have this bear, uh, are you going to control it, meaning that you decide where it goes, uh, and but that means it can't attack? Or are you going to let it just let it have its reins, essentially, and you're just along for the ride, and it's going to do whatever it wants? My my plan was I was going to go wherever the, there was a large mass of them. The bear was going to charge in, and then Cloak was going to jump off and attack the next closest one, and then the bear had okay. reins. If it's easier for you for me to control the bear and like do the bear's rolls, that's fine. I I don't care either way. Nope. Uh, the the issue so the the controlled versus uncontrolled mount w the difference is whether the bear can attack or not if you're controlling it you get to decide where it goes and 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 how it does but it doesn't get to attack so if you want the bear to attack you're just letting you're basically just pointing it and saying go oh and yeah and then if you're hanging on for the ride you're hanging on for the ride I'm hanging okay. on for the ride and no using it the springboard and jump at the the next closest kobold sure so what is everyone else doing as we get ready to roll initiative. Uh, well, Glaz had pulled out the book trying to uh, best figure out how to tell a kobold that he just wanted to borrow some ley line magic. Um, and <laughs> was Got it. Uh, a little flustered. Wait, what? And uh, put this book back and, and you know, he's uh, and, uh, you know, gets himself ready. And he's like, uh, I'm going. Uh, OK, okay. Uh, and starts to run that way to get himself into you. Uh, Actually, yeah, he'll start moving forward with the idea that he'll do some spells once he gets into range. Okay, uh, Josh, I think you were speaking up there uh, before I had to figure out the bear's silliness. Do you have something? Yeah, no, um, 
at the back, Kane is just going to uh, knock an arrow, and uh, I'm going to try and cover uh, Cloak. So as he's charging forward, like the first one that turns and spots him, uh, which I imagine is going to be like all of them because it's a fucking bear charging forward. Well, I'm going to try and like drop their sentries. There is no stealth in this approach. Yeah, let's all let's all roll some initiative, shall we? Would you like us to call? Are you calling it out? Do you want us to call it out in order? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna count it down. So once uh, Josh is good, all right. So uh, anybody twenty five to twenty. Seventeen, Kari. Glasses on. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, right. What was uh, Kane on? Uh, Kane and Kari are both on a seventeen. Oh, uh, all right. So Glass, sorry, Glass was the sixteen. Yes, Glass is a sixteen. Alrighty. So, uh, <laughs> so the bear is also on seventeen. So I think I'm going to make a decision and say the bear is going first, since you guys were kind of following its charge, if that's cool by you, and then you two can decide who goes first between the two of you. I'm gonna let Kane go first. Okay, I was gonna say you're, you're the brawler. We really I'm the healer. I'm gonna be in the long range. No, I'm a hunter and a survivor. <laughs> I like okay. both. So, uh, <laughs> 15 to 10. I'm a survivor. Uh, all right. 10 to 5. Hey. Uh-oh. Hey. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, oh. We're we both, both on, on 8. eight but, uh... <laughs> both on I'm... 8. So, who would like to go first? Uh, you know what? Again, I'm going to do one of those things and say that uh, uh, Cloak gets to go first. That makes sense. he is charging up on a bear. <laughs> and someone else is wearing clunky-ass armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the very first thing that happens is the bear is going to just sprint through the underbrush and light cover and just drive itself through the woods toward the kobolds. It is loud. It is unmistakable. And you can just hear its bellow echo off the hills and the rocks. Uh, it will run 40 feet and then dash for another 40. So it's closed over half of the distance to the kobolds. Uh, Kane, that's you. Uh, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to let loose with uh, some shots, so uh, just bring up my... T- uh, so it's a plus eight, uh, and I will have to just... Uh, one of the sentries who's watching over uh, the approach for a 13? Do we have... So are we surprising them? Do I have advantage, or are we not? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. you, you've sent a. You've sent a. Yeah, I sent him. I literally, I, I, literally them, I did so. that. That was me. That's all on me. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. <laughs> so that is that is going. No, they are they are well aware that there are bad guys over here. Uh, all right. So a thirteen. Unfortunately, your shot is spoiled by just sort of the uh, undergrowth and stones. Uh, behind which the kobolds are taking cover, and you can hear the clatter of your arrow ricocheting off one of the rocks. Uh, Kari? I actually was intending on staying with Glaz for the most part. Uh, She's still a little uncertain when he goes into battle, as is, so I'm going to hold my action uh, with my bow, uh, holding for if anyone charges me or Glaz. Well, remember, the the ones that you know about are a good 150 feet away from you. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, what's the range on a short bow? A short bow's uh, short range, I believe, is eighty feet, and then long range is three hundred and twenty. 
All right. So you could take a shot at the kobolds with some disadvantage due to your range, if you like. Mm, I don't want to lose my arrows, though, so I'm just going to uh, follow up behind the bear, then trying to urge Glaz along to run with me. Like, let's go! All right, so you're just urging Glaz along. Are you are you charging forward or are you holding back? Uh, I'm going to stay within probably about ten to twenty feet of Glaz, just in case I need to get back to him. But like, I'm not running with the bear and with Riadin uh, and those guys at the front. I'm kind of like if they're charging in, then I want to be charging like them. Here, and I imagine Glaz kind of going. Doo, doo, doo. So, you, so you can you can simply move along behind the bear and not dash, and it'll stay a decent bit ahead of you. Uh, so do you have any action you would like to take, or are you just good? No, because as you are? yeah, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to lose one of my arrows because I only have 18 left, and it just charging and hitting them first makes me a target. I don't feel comfortable with that. Fair enough, uh, Glaz. That's you. Um, so is uh, if I move forward my distance but not dash, do I get within a uh, do I get within 120 feet of any of these? Uh, yeah, so you're about a hundred, you're about a, you are about 150 feet away from the kobolds on the ground, so if you move, uh, move your, your speed toward them, you'll get to within 120, just... Cool, how about the foot ones up in the air? The ones up in the air are going to be a little more distant because of their elevation. Gotcha. okay. Uh, so they're, they're going to require probably a second move or a dash for you to get in range of them. Glass, uh... Being ever helpful and trying to, uh, you know, do what he said he was going to do, which was clear a path, is going to uh, cast uh, Chill Touch uh, on a kobold as he gets into range. It has 120 feet, so I think it's going to be all, you know, it's going to have to be all but what's directly in front of him after moving forward 30 feet and running. Yep. So go ahead and make your ranged spell attack. Okay. That's an 18. 18. All right. Even with the cover, uh, with, you think with your proximity to the ley line, you're starting to pick up um, if you're not in its area of influence yet, but there is just the very faintest tendrils of lay energy bleeding into the to the land around here. And you're able to hone in on that and almost see the uh, the pulsing heartbeat of the kobolds hidden in front of you. And as you do, that blue lance of energy sort of comes up out of the earth and reaches into that bright red of their blood. Go ahead and give me some, uh, some give me some necrotic yep. damage. Uh, that is a D8. Yep. That is six points of necrotic. All right. The kobold throws its head back and its muscles kind of stiffen and it <sighs> can't even cry. It just gasps as you watch that, that sort of red energy from its heart and, and blood go cold blue and it just topples. Yeah. It's interesting because when Klaz casts it he sort of starts humming to himself and he doesn't point his hand forward he actually points it at the ground you know almost using the the energy of the ground to cast the spell instead of it necessarily flying through the air right it's like he reaches down into the earth and then the rest of you can see this faint ghostly bluish glow where this sort of um, thin, emaciated version of Glass's hand reaches up out of the ground, grabs the kobold by the chest and it just dies <laughs> Uh, Get him, baby. Kobolds. Well, they don't like that at all. Uh, so they are going to. Man, there's a bear coming at him. Uh, that bear charged up 80 feet. So he, they're going to. Uh, they're going to shoot at the bear and at uh, cloak. 
bear. Oh, that adds them together. Interesting. <laughs> to a cloak. Uh, oof, that look, looks like it's going to be just a big pile of hits. So cloak, uh, a hail of arrows comes firing at you from the cobalt's position. Uh, you suffer whew, 14 piercing damage as two of them strike you in the torso. <laughs> How you looking there? I'm still up. Like, holy shit, dude. Right. Uh, the arrows kind of rain down and pepper into the bear as well, and it bellows in pain. Uh, and you can see uh, the arrows drive through its hide, and blood is now pouring out of those wounds. What the fuck? That's a that's a lot of high rolls, man. <laughs> uh, right. What's so the bear's AC? Great. The bear's AC is eleven. Okay. Yeah. And my lowest roll on the shots was a ten. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's the kobolds. Uh, Cloak, your turn. Uh, all right. I have six hit points left now, <laughs> which sucks, Dick. Um, a little rough. Little rough. You chose uh, to run in on a bear, away? dude. I didn't think they would Sorry? all all have like ranged weapons, but um, uh, what is uh? They're, how close are they to me? Uh, they are 70 feet away at this point. Um, and do I have any cover from the underbrush? Or... Uh, you could probably grab some if you wanted to. Uh, up on top of the bear, not so much. And I'm too... I, I'm gonna have to sit on the bear and charge in, because there's nothing I can do. Um, so that's okay, what I'm well, doing. Okay, I, I well, I will suggest that you could maybe take the dodge action, which will give them disadvantage on uh, shots against you. Yeah. Me and the bear. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll take I'll take the dodge action. Okay. All right. Uh, cloak is dodging. Riodan, your turn. Can I move to get close enough to be of in melee range of one of them? Yeah, uh, they're a good 150 feet away. 150 feet away from where you started. So um, you know your speed is 30. So you can start making your way out there. If you dash, you'll you'll close 60 feet of that distance. Yep, let's do that. I got a plate mail, so I'm just going to try and wade through. Try and make myself as big a target as possible. <laughs> Riodan just clangs his way through the forest, charging off towards the kobold sentries. Uh, the winged kobolds. They spread their wings and take to the air. Uh, they move that fast. So they're still pretty good ways away. Um... They are going to move and dash. So they basically are now soaring right above Cloak and the bear. Uh, back to the That's top of the order is surge for me. <laughs> the bear. Not a bad. wild magic surge for who? My good self. I'll look this up for you. Ah, yes, yeah, good. Very well, very well. All right, so the bear is going to just barrel towards those kobolds. So he's going to... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's just gonna he's just gonna throw himself in there. So he's gonna run and dash another uh, another round worth. And she lopped off my arm. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so Kane, it's your turn. 
There we go. Sorry. Uh, so uh, I am gonna. I mean, I'm gonna start advancing forward, and I'm gonna keep shooting as I as I go forward. I'm. I need to bring down some of these archers because otherwise, okay. uh, everyone's gonna get cushioned. Um. Sure. Uh, you can see that the two winged kobolds are much closer now. Uh, so you have those two sort of soaring overhead. Um, r- uh, roughly halfway between you and them. Not quite. They're not quite as fast as the pair. Okay. <laughs> uh, does a 25 hit? I have a longbow. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, and you were you were firing at one of the uh, kobolds with bows, right? Yeah. One of the uh, sentries? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me some longbow damage. Uh, so that is... Leave a, let me just check. That's plus four. Sweet. Uh, so that's five plus four. So nine damage. All right. As uh, as one of the other kobolds uh, is reaching down into its quiver and it pulls another arrow, it brings up its bow to sight at you and then coughs up a great gout of blood as your arrow takes it in the throat and sends it scrabbling and scratching at the uh, at the stones down to the ground. Kane just smiles. Uh, do you and you're advancing? You said right. Yes, I am. Okay, and Carrie, you're gonna dash. I'm gonna dash up towards uh, where Kane is firing at the archers and try to assist him. Okay. So you taking another shot back? Shot? Are you taking a shot at them? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I'm just trying to grab it on my uh, actions here. Okay, so you will still be just out of short range. Ah, but okay. uh, you have a little bit of. But now you have uh, you've moved yourself into a position where they don't have cover from you at least. Okay. Well, let's give it a go at disadvantage, right? Yes. All right. So your arrow uh, goes off into the brush. Uh, Kari Glaz, your turn, sir. Well, seeing as how well that went last time, Glaz is going to be all about trying it again. He targets. Uh, I assume I'm going to move another thirty feet forward. Uh, and uh, which puts me into about 90 feet away from these folks. And he is going to, uh, again, do another, uh, reach his hand down towards the ground and sort of tries to make the same sound that he's hearing in his mind of the ley line to cast uh, Chill Touch again at a 14. Give me damage. Uh, and we'll do six damage again as his hand reaches down through the ley lines. Yep. Yep. Once again, you reach out through the blood of the earth itself and uh, up at your target, and you stop its heart, and another kobold, gurgling in pain and clutching at its chest, falls to its knees and then down onto its face. There are three of the kobold sentries on the ground remaining now. Uh, It is their turn. Uh, So... At this point, uh, the bear is basically right up amongst them now, so they're going to drop their short bows and draw their daggers and uh, attempt to attack Cloak and the bear. So, Cloak, you're dodging, so that's going to cancel their advantage. Uh, as they kind of swarm around you, uh, it becomes very difficult to, to keep track of each one as they seem to be adept at just ganging up on their targets and activating their pack tactics. Uh, ooh, so one will miss you. Uh, uh, one will hit the bear, and oh, and you will be critically hit. Oh boy, this is going not so good. Oh, this is not good. All right, so you take five points of damage, cloak. Didn't you have six HP? 
Yes, he did. <laughs> he's at one hit point. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, believe, I believe he is at one. So the bear takes six and bellows in agony and is uh, bleeding profusely now. And you can feel that it's beginning to, like, sag with every step. No fluff and stuff. Uh... <laughs> Cloak, it's your turn, sir. Uh, so, uh, one of those kobolds I'm jumping at with my short sword drawn. Uh, All right. And uh, this, uh, so, let me add... Uh, so, 14. All right, you uh, you whip its dagger out of the way with your, your cloak in your left hand, and then drive your short sword toward its body. Give me some damage. All right. Uh, eight damage. Ooh. And you catch it just under the rib cage and angle it up into vitals, and it just sort of falls off of your blade, trying to claw at your face with its little hands. Okay, uh, it is dead. And uh, I, I push it off my uh, 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 my short sword. And um, can I roll an intimidation? Um. Sure, since you came in charging on a bellowing bear. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you make a charisma intimidation check. Uh, let me... Where are my skills? There they are. I'm gonna... What I'm gonna do... This, it might not work, but... Um, so it's an 11. So what I'm gonna do is as I kill him, I just look at him and I look fucked up, probably, uh, currently right now. Oh, and yeah. I'm like... Yeah! And like just fucking screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this this gnome wearing this blood red cloak with with mushrooms and little sprouts and moss growing all over it and this mask that's now spattered with his own blood from arrow shafts sticking out of his chest uh, runs one of these kobolds through and disembowels it and bellows at its face. Uh, and the other two kind of just go, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rio Dan, your turn. That was surprising. <laughs> Insane to me. Uh, so he's on the bear. I, I'm going to need another dash to get close. Yeah, so yep. Riodan is going to dash yeah. again. So that will yeah, put it's you like, at it's... Uh, 120 feet up. So you're 30 feet away from them now. Yeah, I'm just imagining this scene like a, a miniature version of the last scene from The Last Samurai where they're just getting mown down by that uh, <laughs> cannon as we're like racing towards these guys. And I'm like, I'll be right there, Cloak! Cloak is Running like Tom Cruise's like, height nobody. right now, so... Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if they were all on bear, <laughs> so if I can come in towards them. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just racing after him. I'll be right there, I wish I could heal you, but I can't. All right, as you're clanking your way forward, one of the winged kobolds sort of soars overhead, and you can hear it hiss <sighs> as it reaches into a satchel that it's carrying and drops a friggin' rock on you. Uh, your armor class is 18 these days, I believe, yes? Uh, that sure is. All right, so there is a resounding, almost like a bell note as the rock strikes your pauldron and careens off, and uh, it gives you a good rattle, but the under the underpadding absorbs most of the blow. Uh, the other one is going to, let's see, Carrie and Glaz are up next. So he is going to drop a rock on Glaz. Oof, that one I believe is going to hit. That's a 21. Oh yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> Alrighty, so you are going to take six points of bludgeoning damage as you are smacked right on the side of the head by this rock that just comes falling out of the trees. Oh, what are you doing? As he looks up and now sees this one flying over his head. All right. Uh, that's the winged kobolds. The bear. Well, 
the bear is going to see if it can eat some little dragon men. So it's going to make a multi-attack. He is going to try and bite one of them, uh, which he does. He's going to try and claw the... All right. So uh, as as Cloak is bellowing in the faces and just streaming his own blood, and they both kind of like... One of them even drops its dagger as it starts so hard. And uh, the bear just comes in looming over him, sort of steps over him, crushes one of them into the ground with its paws, and like jumps on him once for good measure. And you hear this sickening <laughs> as bones shatter. And it just mid-roar closes its jaws around the head and shoulders of the second kobold and shakes, and you're not sure where his legs end up. Oh, also, I totally forgot to read this out, um, but my wild magic surge from Wobbit was that a mysterious golden sarcophagus appears where I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into the oh. mummy. <laughs> Please, right. no. Um, or in the cave. Now I'm Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Yeah, pro probably in the hall, since that's not something that'll have an immediate effect right now. Probably not one that you want, anyway. Uh, so, we will deal with that golden sarcophagus. Check. Alright, uh, so that was the bear. Kane, your turn. Uh, all of the kobolds on the ground have been dealt with. <laughs> okay, are there still the winged ones? There are two winged ones, In yes. In which case, I'm closing down. A, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm still advancing forward. I'm gonna make a shot at the next yeah. winged one. Uh, so let's make a roll. It's a plus eight. Uh, that's twenty. Yep. All right, you. Uh, your aim is your aim is true. Firing at uh, the nearest winged cobalt. Give me a damage roll. Uh, that'll be a eight. Eight. That is that is enough. So you tear through its wing membrane, and it was just mid downstroke on its wings, and so the added force on that wound rips the entire membrane all the way from joint down to the end of the wing, and it screams and just death spirals into the ground. Damn. And does not move again. And I'll move up another thirty uh, feet just to get closer because I'm all right. trailing behind. All right, you're uh, you're up about. You've moved up 90 feet now, so you're you're starting to close in on that position. And you can see now the uh, the second winged kobold is flying around roughly in your vicinity now. Okay. Uh, so that is going to move us to Kari. How far away is Cloak from me? Uh, Cloak is all the way up at the bad guys, so he's a good 60 feet away. Ah. Uh... Uh, the only foe that you can see remaining active right now is the second winged kobold, and you have range on it at the moment. Uh, I am going to fire my shortbow. I don't want to waste a spell on this. <laughs> I think Carrie's ah, ahead of me. a spell she... on this. Is Carrie ahead of me? Or is she sort of... I'm kind of a bit near you. Yeah. I had run up to you to help fire at one of them, and then I missed. And then I go and I fire another one, and I missed. So you know, was Kane? You've been you've been you've been walking and firing this whole time. Uh, so she dashed once. So if she keeps she, you guys are basically even now. If she keeps moving, she'll get ahead of you. Okay, so as like she shoots uh, and misses, Kane Kane just chuckles slightly, and and uh, he quietly says under almost under his breath, to Neil. As I'm two two kills ahead of you <laughs> on this hunt. Two nil. Right. <laughs> one. 
All right. Uh, so that was Carrie. Uh, Glaz, your turn. So, um, how far am I from the cave entrance? Um, let's see. At this point, you've moved up a good 60 feet, but not necessarily toward the cave entrance. Uh, I would put you at maybe, um, nearing sort of the edge of the clearing. So 65 or 70 feet away from it. Oh, okay. I thought I was just trying to get, so I didn't get another rock dropped on my head. Uh, so no, in oh. that case, uh, I look up at this, at this one that's dropped a, from my head and I take both my hands and just sort of shove them down at the ground. And I'm like, I did not like that. And uh, he uh, hopefully hits this guy now that I've described it as a cool thing happening. A 12. Uh, what, how are you attacking him? At the, with the, the uh, with chill the, touch. Chill touch. All right. Uh, so the kobold executes a sudden wing over as that blue energy in the shape of your hand lances up toward him from the earth and it goes wide. <sighs> All right. Quick little uh, booger up there. These ones are are quite quick, yes. Uh, so, did you want to move up more? Or are you good where you are? Uh, no, I will move my uh, just my movement distance, trying to get towards the cave entrance and get some cover from falling rocks. <laughs> uh, let's see, cover from falling rocks is going to be tricky because there's not. Uh, oh yeah, no, no. Why uh, don't you give me? Give uh, me a quick, not uh, this turn, but eventually get to a point in case he's not gone. Give me a quick uh, wisdom perception check. Does not okay. does not require an action of any sort. That's uh, seventeen. All right, so you can find a tree with sort of a cluster of low hanging branches that you think will give you some cover from any uh, any attacks from above you. Oh yes, I will do that because kind of I do not like getting that. hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> okay, that'll do it. All right, that was Glaz. The kobolds are dead. Get out of my initiative order. Cloak. How how far is the other winged kobold for me? Let's see. You actually made it up to where the sentries were posted, uh, and you're standing amidst gore, uh, bear-spattered gore. Um, so the other winged kobold is maybe 60 or 70 feet away from you. No, oh, it's too far away from me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to uh, just, like, uh, kind of start bandaging the bear. And be like, they got this one. It's okay, guys. They're, they're going to beat it up. I, I can't throw a dagger at it because it's too far away. And then I can't stab it because I can't fly. Can you fly fluffing stuff? Roof. <laughs> okay, I I understand that pain. And then he just he, he's trying to per- stop the bleeding on the bear. Sure. So you can try to tend the bear as best you can. Uh, Rio Dan, your turn. How far away from these... Ones am I now? Let's see. You're uh, you moved up a fair bit, so you're maybe thirty feet away from the uh, the final kobold, the flying one. Cool. Uh, so, so yeah, it's I'm kind gonna of move... you know up in the air and then over just a little bit from you. Okay, uh, so I could move to it with my move action. Yeah, but it's flying, so it's about fifteen feet off the ground. Yeah, well, I suppose I could shoot at it. Is there any others I could get into melee with, or am I looking at all this flying? This is the yeah, this is this is the only uh, foe left at this point. Between magic and arrows and cloak and bear, they have slain all of the uh, all of the groundborn kobolds. All right. Uh, in that case, I will shoot it. Uh, all right. I do have a bow. So I believe you will have you'll have disadvantage, unfortunately, due to your ill-fitting armor. Uh, an eleven. 
and 11 total. Uh, unfortunately, that will not hit. It'll uh, soar kind of... Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll, your, your uh, pauldron gets in the way and you aren't able to bring your bow around fast enough. Uh, the winged kobold will arc back and try to drop another rock on you. Uh, again, clattering harmlessly off your uh, brand new shiny armor. Uh, the bear is going Both to uh, sort of... The, the, the bear is going to look around and sort of uh, growl and tear at the earth. And then uh, since there's nothing nearby that it can get, uh, it is going to... Uh, you're not doing anything to actually heal hit point damage. It's mostly just trying to, you know, first aid it, basically. Yeah, is that right? uh, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just like, you know, right. having my cloak like uh, absorb blood and help help it clot um, and stuff like that. Sure. Okay, uh, so the bear is going to bellow at the last uh, remaining kobold, run towards it, leap and climb up a tree and take a swipe at it with its claws. Fluff and stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that'll, that'll do it. Uh, bear claws are, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he bats down at it and you hear something crack as he gets a hold of it and basically slams it, hooks it with its claws and then slams it into the tree trunk and then just sort of scrapes down the bark. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the kobold does not seem to be moving from its crumpled heap at the bear's feet. Um, can I say something? Um, I'm glad I friended the bear. <laughs> I bet you are. All right. So uh, the the all of the visible uh, enemies uh, visible. appear to have been dispatched. That is a good distinction. The visible enemies. <laughs> all of the threats I, you can see have been neutralized. I would like to perceive if there are any more threats anywhere. <laughs> well, I did very well. Uh, yeah. Soaked up absolutely I was nothing. Say, but Rian would absolutely say that. <laughs> I throw away my sword as if it's a job well done. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so, sure, Kari, you wanted to look around and see if there was anything else lurking in the vicinity. You can make a wisdom perception check. All right. Uh, so you take a moment, and uh, all of the wildlife sounds have, have long since just died since the commotion broke out here. Uh, and not only are you fairly convinced that you are now alone uh, with your companions in this clearing, it doesn't sound like if there are any more uh, creatures in the tunnel, it doesn't sound like they're reacting to your presence. You don't hear or see anything approaching or uh, hear any sounds of uh, alarm being raised or anything like that. I walk over to Cloak and cast Cure Wounds on him. No, Puffin, Fluff and stuff. He needs it more than I do. I'll do it for both of you. Uh, how many hit points do I get back? I would heal you, but... <clears throat> four for you and four for it, Doug. Him. The bear. Uh, the uh, bear. No, no wisdom bonus on those? No... Uh... No wisdom cleric. Oh, one bonus, yeah. Sorry, it's five each. Okay, so that, my highest that, stat is a right. twelve. So 
you know bad thing is I could um you just as you as you, as you heal uh, cloak you, like he's already like kind of broken off like some of the arrows to like uh not have like giant arrows sticking out of him uh and then like as you heal him like the the healing just like kind of like takes the arrows out and like heals over the wounds that he does have but he still looks like shit um he like he still has like a scar that looks like freshly tender for where he got like slashed and like stabbed from uh the critical that he took uh earlier um and then uh fluff and stuff uh looks like uh a a blood soaked bear probably right now so he looks <laughs> yep. intimidating yep. as fuck um yeah, yep. very his, well uh, his fur is matted and clumped with blood yeah um, you guys mind if we like take a break or something? I could take a break. That was a lot of running I just did. I think that would be most wise. They try to shoot at me a lot, you know, just pings right off. Good armor. Well, next time you ride the bear. And then we'll put the bear in armor. Oh too. goodness. No, I think I might be allergic to animals. That is surprising, considering you are quite the animal yourself. Oh, darling, you flatter me. Not that the not that anyone would uh, not see it, because I even double checked and rolled in that one on my stealth. Glass is Glass is walking towards the cave. <laughs> There's a Glass, ley line in Glass. there. Glass, Glass, <laughs> can we can we have a minute? Um. Wait, I'm what? not a religious man, but I'm pretty holy right now. Um, oh, and I just want to... S- <laughs> More like the cheese. <laughs> I, I point at the bear, and then I point at, like, all the arrows that, like, I've just taken out of me, and I was like, yeah, d- did you not see what happened? Can I... Can I replace free arrows? Because I need free arrows. Les? Yes. Uh, so, you oh, guys could ca- spend yeah, a minute... some at- of the arrows yeah as well that'd be awesome right so there's a couple things you can do you can spend a minute recovering arrows that were fired in which case you recover half of the arrows that you shot uh although i will about, say that each uh, of yeah arrows from other six, people from each other of the arrows. six kobolds also have uh, some arrows on each of them and uh you can recover a total of uh 30 arrows do they have any money on them uh they do not have any money on them uh, it looks like they have daggers and short bows, and that is pretty much it. But, I mean, their equipment is at least halfway decent. Um, I mean, what kind of equipment do they have? As I said, oh, daggers okay, and okay. short bows. Um, are any of them, like, daggers can be thrown, right? All daggers? Daggers. Daggers can indeed be thrown. All right, uh, so one second. Gl- uh, Glaz, you said you were walking toward the cave entrance, yeah? Uh, yes, I mean, when they when they try to stop me, but I, I mean, depending on how long you want to say that they were taking when they were pulling and healing, I, however far he got it, normal walking speed. He's not like charging towards it. Yeah, sure. You, you easily get essentially a single move toward the uh, toward the so, yeah, um, another 30 the cave closer. entrance before they call you before they wave you off. Uh, so you get um, you get a decent bit closer to the cave. And what you can see now is that um, it, it's really less of a cave and more of a corridor. Uh, you can see that it is finished worked stone in there. Uh, your and actually there is light spilling out from uh, from inside. You can see torches burning 
down in this long hallway. Um, you don't have a great vantage from where you are, but you can see that the two great posts and lintel that uh, mark out this entrance into the hillside is uh, ancient, but extremely well-crafted stone. Uh, it's fitted very tightly that you don't think you could probably fit a piece of paper between them. Uh, and you can see that there are some uh, basically figures or statues carved into the face of the posts. So ancient. Uh, that has some... Uh, some like, Sorry. like Ankarelian ancient or? No, okay. no, 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 just no, no. You're, you're, since you're, said ancient, you're far but... from. Uh, no. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, just, you know, possibly hundreds of years right. old. Okay. Um, and uh, you can see that there looks to be writing along the lintel, uh, some sort of engraved inscription. Although, again, there's like uh, vines and bushes and, and creepers and the like grown up around it. So you might have to clear it out some to get a better look. Uh, it is not just a cave, my friends. It looks like it is a uh, a corridor, a well made one like that. Uh, look at the stonework on this. Uh, it looks like about uh, 200, 150 years. Uh, that is sort of like during the Strauss time frame. Yeah, isn't that right, Dan? Two hundred years. I mean, that's like when the Strauss family was. Oh ruling. yeah. Sort of when the Strauss. So dynasty, the Strauss family was, like was deposed about ninety years ago. It was ninety when they fell, right? Yep, that was the revolt. Yep. So, but they ruled for like a couple hundred years before that, right? They did. Yes, indeed. So very much in the uh, timeline of the Strauss family and their rule here. Uh, so perhaps we are not so far off on thinking that this is all connected in some strange way. But uh, if you need to rest, no, absolutely. I, I took quite the bump on my head as well. It, I probably should, uh, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, now that you notice, like, uh, what's your total hit points, Glass? Uh, six, uh, my max is 16. I'm at 10. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So he has maybe uh, like a kind of a nasty bruise on the side. He was a little excited about the ley line. So okay, he's just so now I, I know I could, if, I could certainly take a rest after that. Not a single scratch upon Reardon's. Yeah. You're, you're feeling, you're feeling a bit winded and your brow is mm. misty and it would be right. best to handle that before you. Yes. I'm sweating and my makeup else. is, is coming off. So I prefer <laughs> that not to be the case. You don't want your guy liner to run. All right, you mean the bad shit you put on your face? <laughs> Cloak. All right, so where would you guys like to hold <laughs> up? Uh, I assume you're wanting to take at least a short rest. Yeah. I I would like to take a long rest if possible, but I'll settle for a short one. I haven't used any spell slots because I'm stupidly wearing this armor. It is, yes. Yes, a long rest would essentially be sleeping overnight. And it is coming up to about that time, but uh, so you could take one if Perhaps you Perhaps like. a short rest to see if we can find a nice place to camp for a long time inside so we are not out here in the open within a cave, which we do I not know, know what is inside. I know that you want to go and see the ley line, Les. Uh, well, there is also a ley line in there, and it is a very convenient I thing. I have noticed. Do we really want to sleep with a cave, unexplored cave opening right behind us? That is probably not the best idea. If I've learned anything from Cain, it is that. He's like a child the night before Drow Christmas. <clears throat> Dampier Christmas. Um, I mean, how's everyone feeling? Because I feel like shit right now, and I'm sure Fluff and stuff. I don't know if he can fit in the cave, but I, he, he... 
the cave entrance is about 20 feet wide. Oh, I mean, he can fit into the cave, but he's still pretty beat up. If you guys were, I was riding him, and he was like, blood was pouring out everywhere, and I was like, holy shit, look at all this fucking blood everywhere. And then all of a sudden, I was getting stabbed and full of arrows, and then, yeah, I need a fucking rest. Um, <laughs> can Kane uh, have a look uh, and see, like, how far he can see in, like, without parting from the party, just how far can I see into the cave? Uh, so there is light inside the cave. Uh, now that you guys are a little closer and have a better line of uh, line to look into it, you can see torches burning in there. However, unless you approach, you really can't make out much more in the way of detail. It's just kind of, you know, far away and looking into a hole. Uh, you can see, uh, you know what, go ahead and make me a perception check with disadvantage and we'll see how much you can make out from here. That's what I wanted to ask if I could roll a perception check, uh, looking into the, to the cave hole. Uh, uh disadvantage. I, I mean, I have, uh, I have dark vision as a. Yep, it's more of a it's more of a distance thing and resolving the detail, uh, that sort of deal. Uh, nine. A nine, okay. And what do you got there, uh, Kane? Uh, oh, I didn't roll uh, this. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, so so eight or less. Got it. Um, an eight, exactly. All right. So an eight and a nine. Um, so you guys can see several torches, uh, burning on either side of this wide hallway that leads, you know, deeper back into the, uh, into the hillside. Uh, you, it's difficult to gauge how long it is, but it's a pretty damn long hallway, uh, long, wide. Uh, and there are, it looks like, um, armored guards standing up against the walls, almost in ranks, like soldiers lining the way down. I, are they moving at all in any way? Do they look like they could be statues or uh, suits of armor or something? Uh, you know, it's possible they could be, but, uh, but from this distance, it's difficult to tell. They're certainly not reacting, uh, and given some of the noise that you guys made out here, if they were statues or otherwise inanimate, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, Kane, uh, looks to the rest of the party, uh, who once again, I will remind you, the rest of the party is all fucked up. Kane is absolutely fine. I'm gonna be your sentry once again. I haven't taken a scratch, darling. <laughs> You're still fucked up, though. Let's deny that. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> taken any damage. I don't think ever, anyone's, I don't think anyone's ever accused me of being normal. Well, uh, what, what's... <laughs> How how is your guys' like energy? Like, can you cast like spells and stuff, or how how are you guys feeling? I can, but I'm wearing this armor, so I have one spell remaining, and that means if more than one of you die, that I will have to choose one to save. I I mean, I could take off this armor, I suppose, for now. We really felt like it, and I've got. A lot of spells that I could cast, I suppose. Kane's, Kane's going to allow them to just, like, bicker. <laughs> and, and I'm going to uh, post up so I, I can see to a degree down the corridor, knock an arrow, and just sit. And if anything comes... Uh, go ahead and make me another make me another wisdom perception check. This time, no disadvantage or anything, just straight up. Oh, go down. Six. Okay. Nailed it. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, I will keep that in mind. Uh, so, uh, where would you guys like to find a place to rest? 
whereabouts do you want to be? Can we send the owl to scout for somewhere? I mean, I figure just here in the clearing, but where we have a good view of people who might be approaching us, because we're short resting now, long resting later. Is that where we landed on? Did, question. Did we come from the hill or was the hill from a different direction? No, the hill, essentially you guys went to the hill. That's where the trail led. Okay. And and Puff Puff is leading to the cave still. Uh, yeah, Puff Puff was kind of hanging back during all of that and moving through the underbrush and uh, so evaded any pain from the kobolds, but also didn't get into the fray very quickly. Yeah, but no, no, she she's leading us to the uh, the uh, well, basically, I mean, you, you've 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 figured it out. Yeah, her, the trail you guys were following using her her sniffer uh, led you to this cave. Um. He would look at everyone and it's like, okay, let's let's take a short rest and then venture into the cave. I just need to heal up a little bit and then then maybe we venture deeper inside and then maybe maybe we killed all the kobolds, which I think by my calculations when I tracked them earlier, there was about there should be like four left. Uh okay, so I, I will also say since you guys have spent some time around the clearing, uh the rangers with favored terrain with a natural explorer favored terrain forest there are a hell of a lot of tracks uh going into and out of the cave itself and then just sort of around into the the surrounding woods you would say i mean it's difficult to tell because there's a lot of retread but uh that was certainly not even close to all of the the creatures that could be in this place you see uh cobalt tracks as well as uh several sets of uh, medium booted tracks. Yeah, let's let's take a, a short rest and then, because you know, um, Riordan, are you able? Are you are you just not able to cast spells or? Not while I'm wearing this. It's awfully uncomfortable and I can't move my arms properly. But I really like how it looks, just as, as an aesthetic. You know, it's really my look, really on brand. Um, I suppose for this, well, I could take it off shit, and wear my friend. Are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's once it's completed, it looks fabulous. Shabby is the new well dressed. Oh, I did not know. Huh. Kane walks over to Reed and puts a hand on his shoulder, looks him deadpan in the eye, and just says, "Strip." And then he goes back to <laughs> he goes back to his, his a, century. Oh he's a man of few words, but oh you my, don't what have words to ask me twice? <clears throat> and I uh, immediately do so and, and change back to my uh, standard lever armor over the next ten minutes or so. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll take you a it'll take you a good long while to uh, to doff the armor, uh, and you will really want someone helping you. That is not a one person job. Uh, so over the course of ten minutes, yeah, you can strip out of the uh, the plate armor and strap on your uh, your leather. While this is happening, okay. so your uh, spell casting returns and your disadvantage goes away. Sorry, Glaz. Uh, well, Glaz has taken out his skin and has uh, got himself studying down on the ley lines and starts making general marks uh, where this one seems to be located on his map. But mainly, while he is taking a short rest, he is studying and using his arcane recovery to get back a spell slot. Had you? Oh, you probably expended one at the fight at the pond. Uh, huh? well, no, because I cast mage armor. 
Oh, there so, you yeah, go. No, right. it's stick because Which that way I be. have all my spell slots and still have mage armor. Radio. Uh, although I will say there's probably not a whole hell of a lot left on your mage armor after the short rest, but it's still going uh, it's eight for hours. You. you guys traveled for most of the day already, right? But I didn't cast it. You guys till we uh, right, right. You got out of yeah. That's why. That's why you have a little bit okay. of time left on it. Otherwise, it'd be dead by now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize we had been traveling for that long. <laughs> yeah, you guys traveled for six plus hours already. Yeah. Um, I uh, uh, rolled my hit dice. I'm at full hit points. Um, the bear, I don't know how well the bear is. Uh, or how many hit dice the bear d- it actually has. Uh, the bear has, yeah, the bear can spend some hit dice, which uh, if you want to do, you may. It's 4d10. All right, hold on. You may spend as many of those as you like, and you do them one at a time. Uh, and its con bonus is three. So, so five. That's, uh, five. How many How many hit points? So he's at six. He is, he is at 16 out of 34. Okay, 16. Um, Ooh, that's 10. So he's at 26. All right. And he's full. Okay. Yay! There you go. So the bear hunkers down, licks its wounds, and uh, recovers its uh, its strength for the most part. Uh, yeah, and then okay. That's, uh, so any anyone else spending hit dice? I did. Go ahead. Go ahead if you yep, haven't. I yet. went ahead and I, I used one All and right. got myself back up to full. Very good. Yeah, and it looks like you spent yours there, uh, cloak. I spent both of mine. Did yeah, you or not? Yeah, I spent both of mine. Okay. The bear has one oh, left. Oh, nice. Double eights, too. Yeah. Huh? I lucked out. The bear does indeed have one left. Nice. Okay. So the hour passes, and uh, you are not molested. Uh, Kane, you said you were keeping watch on the cave, yes? Yes. Uh, so at some point during the hour, maybe at about the 45-minute mark or so, you see some movement. Uh, kind of at the far, far end of the tunnel. You're not even really able to gauge quite how far it is, uh, but it's just sort of shadows, essentially. But you see figures moving around. Uh, you're not able to resolve much more detail than that, thanks to your whopping six. Can I send the bird <laughs> to uh, scout out? Sure. Sure you can. Uh, so do you want to send him into the tunnel, or just kind of near it? Uh, into the tunnel. I, like... Send the bird down because I'm curious to see if the um, uh, statues or like soldiers uh, respond in any way, or if they are genuinely just uh, inanimate okay. objects. And also see if uh, you can come back and uh, just let me know how many are ahead. Okay, uh, so you sort of give your command and and throw your arm up, and the owl takes wing and uh, and flies off toward the cave. Why don't you? Um, let me see here. This is interesting. What is the bird's name? I know we've sort of almost touched on this before, but got derailed because of this, that, or the other. Uh, have you have you named the the owl? Oh, I have. Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, we. Oh, right. Sorry, it's on my old sheet, and we've uh, swapped fancy grounds. Let's check. It is uh, whisper. Whisper. I like it. All right, so Whisper takes wing and flies across the darkened clearing, because now night has has fully fallen, uh, and it is now dark outside, and you're relying on your dark vision. I assume you don't want to light any light sources and give yourselves away. 
Uh, so this sort of warm orange glow is now spilling out of the, the tunnel and uh, in, into the clearing. So you see this little uh, kind of dark gray smudge that is Whisper ghost off into the darkness, and then you see him uh, dip down into the corridor and fly down and then gradually reach the end. It looks like he perches and he lights on something. Uh, looks like one of those uh, figures and then takes wing again and flies back to you. So he uh, he returns and just sort of settles on your shoulder and doesn't like uh, usually he'll signal if he sees any you know creatures essentially uh, things worth hunting he doesn't signal and and for a moment you get this strange sort of sensation that you are you are quite you get the idea that the corridor is just over a hundred feet long. You're not even sure how you know that. It's just sort of um, like like if you were to have walked uh, down a block and and felt that that was roughly the distance, right? If, if, if you understand what I'm saying, you just get that sort of realization uh, uh, after the bird returns. Okay. Um, I will... I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and... Uh... Yeah, just wait. Just contemplate that and wait Wait for the party to finish. Uh... 15 minutes pass. Uh, you all complete your short rest and uh, achieve your hit dice and uh, res uh, resource recovery uh, in the case of Glass. Short rest over. Uh, I assume I still hear the uh, sound of the ley line. You do, yes. You hear this very constant, very, very faint echoing sort of sound as it's coming to you from a distance uh this these piping notes oh 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 um no because uh glass realizes because i just took a short rest oh, oh well i have to ask you what size is this ley line uh you're able to determine that it is a weak ley line oh no so if it's weak if i take a if i take a short rest within a mile of a weak ley line i can bind myself to it you can bind to the ley line. Ooh. So Glass sort of comes out after studying there, working. I think he he does all the, what I just did because that's <laughs> I was just channeling. Oh, 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 oh. So basically, what you're doing as you're spending your time inking the the location of this ley line and sort of gauging its strength and tracing it out on the map. Uh, as you're doing that, you begin to recite these phrases that you've picked up in your studies that help you focus. And as you do, you can see a, a burning red light sort of pulse along the new line you have drawn on your map. And it sort of lights those runes and glyphs around it. And suddenly, as you're going through this process, it clicks. Those runes, those symbols, they suddenly make perfect sense to you and you just feel it in your being. Okay, Dan. Quite honestly, I just got goosebumps. But um, so uh, yeah. Glass is just like, oh, uh, I can feel it. It. He sort of lays his hand on the ground and on his map, and he looks at all of this that's happened, and it is like it's flowing through, through me now. Not that it's changed direction, but just it is right. He kind of puts his fingers together. It is right. It is right here. So now not only can you hear it and you can also, so it's still here. It sounds like an echo, although it's now not only echoing from the tunnel, you can hear it echoing from within yourself, almost like a sound within your own head. 
and it's almost like uh, hearing your own heartbeat when the room is just so quiet that you can hear your blood passing through your ears. You can now hear the song of the ley line just sort of within you as part of your pulse, and it feels hot. There's a feeling going along with it now. It's a pulse. It's a rush of heat whenever you focus on it. Wow. He... It's exhilarating. It's not entirely comfortable, yeah, but it's just damn cool. It's... It, um... Have you ever eaten ice cream and had your tusks get cold on you? That sort of, you just kind of feel it. It's that, but instead it's All being the time. cold. It is kind of like hot. And, oh, man. But it... Glass, hold on. Tusk freeze. This, this happens... Tusk freeze is bad. This happens to every Tolkien when you hit a certain age. It's normal. And you're going to notice some changes within yourself, okay? Uh, and it's, it's perfectly fine. Um... And you'll you'll see that there's other beautiful ley lines out there, and you'll be like, "Oh my God, ley lines!" It's just, and there's a plentiful of ley lines to get attached to, and all that kind of stuff. But I still have no idea what you're talking about with the ice cream and tusks, because none of us have tusks. Wait, wait, wait! Are we talking about sex, and I'm missing out? <laughs> I think in your that, mind that, that you that are always him back into talking the about sex. <laughs> you can fuck ley lines. Wait, what? Yes, try it. <laughs> no, 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 you, you don't. That's he why they call ley lines. explain to Ryu, Dan. No, you have to see, see, oh, you feel it in your tusks. He's like laid. tapping on his tusk. Must you attempt to put your dick in everything? <laughs> yes. Understood. All right, so your, uh, your rest is complete. Are you guys feeling up to the task of exploring the tunnel now, or... You, oh yeah. Are you guys pushing for a long time? Um so I would please, please, I would please, walk please, up please, where, where Kane is at. Uh <laughs> and I'd be like, Glaz, okay, we're gonna go in, but we need to be quiet. Okay, I know you're excited and I feel you vibrating from all the way over here, but uh, just one second. Let's let's make sure that there's nothing in there. And then I would walk up to uh Kane where he's looking and like peek down uh to the end of the cave. Um uh, and roll a perception. Eighteen. Uh, uh, okay. So looking down the tunnel. Um, all right. You're fairly certain that those figures you guys have seen before are, uh, in fact, not even just freestanding suits of armor. They look like statues or carvings because they don't actually have full backs on them. They're flush against the wall. Uh, so this looks like rows of armor or soldier-like carvings running down this, the entire length of this corridor. Uh, you can also see some somewhat irregular uh, breaks in the rows of soldiers, which suggest to you doorways or arches or uh, other hallways that intersect this main tunnel. Okay. Um... Uh, and you can also make out a very large double door at the far end. Oh, uh, guys, want to go? Glaz, don't rush in. Okay. Oh yeah, no. Glaz was like already at the. Uh, he's at the front. He's he knows he shouldn't be at the front, but he's like maybe up there by the bear. <laughs> I look at McCloakin or sorry, Cloak, and I'm like, yes, he should be the one that doesn't rush in. I was. Kane just snorts. Uh, you know what? I I didn't I didn't fall asleep this time, so let's let's remember that we're gonna. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, if we if we look down, okay, 
I'll I'll take the lead, and then the bear can, uh, fluff and stuff can come behind us, all of us, and then if anything happens, we all can like rush in, and then the bear can come save the day because he can eat cobalts forever. Your plans are always so well executed. I think this is a good idea. Josh, can I uh, try and uh, can I check the bear over to see how it's doing? Like a medicine or animal handling? or Sure. Uh, you don't even require a check for this one. So it seems like the rest has done the bear a great deal of good. It's recovered its strength. It's basically caught a second wind. Um, as far as hit points wise, it's doing fine. It actually has, you know, some still physical wounds on it. It's got arrow punctures and stuff, and those are going to take a while to heal. But as far as damage and hit points goes, it looks like it's good to go. Okay. Like, Kane will uh, sort of preluding... Uh that uh world magic uh, donation i like kane's gonna come over and he's gonna put a one hand to the side of the bear's muzzle and sort of bring himself really close and just lock eyes with it in that kind of i see you predatory kind of fashion and i'm gonna sort of like just check his uh like matted fur and just sort of like have that moment, because to be completely honest, Kane prefers animals to people. I have noticed. I've noticed this. Uh, so as you're doing this, the, the bear seems a little like tense and apprehensive at first, but once you lock eyes with it, it just sort of meets your stare evenly. And uh, there's no like... Uh, like in some cases you might expect like this moment of acknowledgement or recognition. There really isn't. There's almost just he meets you stare for stare. And uh, and he lets you come up and touch him. And it's it's difficult to tell where his blood ends and cobalt blood begins because his muzzle is now just a crusted mass of clotted blood, uh, basically back to his ears all over its entire face uh, and running down its shoulders. Um, and, you know, as far as you can tell, the, the wounds uh, are going to pain it for a while, but it seems like it's uh, it's a hardy beast. And it's pushing through the pain. Yeah, but what does the bear look like? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Naked. I oh, I'm really tempted to do something, but I'm saving it. So I'm. I remember that cloak. Okay. Can well remember so, this? Uh, how would you guys like to approach the tunnel? Uh, cautiously. Um, I'm going in the back this time because I don't have my nice armor on. I'm going to stealth if you'll let me. Uh, that's going to be more up to the rest of the party and, you know, depending on where you can find places to hide. Yeah, I'll stealth. I'll go point. I'll go point and... Uh... If, just trying to walk quietly, I guess, even if we are still in scene. I sure. mean, not... Yeah. Yeah. You guys can do that. So... I imagine Kane and uh, Cloak are up front. I was going to roll Perception. Is that what... Every oh, everyone's rolling Stealth. Uh, I'll do Stealth as well, then. I think if you guys are... If, if, I got if a you guys are going Stealthily... Stealth. Yeah, yes. I don't know If you guys are going Stealthily, I would like a group uh, Stealth check. 18? It's, it's not so much hiding as going quietly and not announcing your presence to anything that might hear you. 18? Got it. It's 11 Plus for 11. Uh, one, two, uh, 2, 6. Uh... That is a 19 nice. from Riordan. All right, so you guys, uh, so Kari and Kane are in the front. Uh, we've got Riordan in the back. Everybody else in the middle uh, middle rank or anybody else in back rank as well? Uh, I'm probably over, like, by class, making sure he's not uh, super, like, like trying yeah. to run in. 
Cloak and Glaz are in the middle. Uh, Puff Puff will definitely be up with Cloak. And you said you're leaving the bear behind for now? Uh, the bear is following behind us. Um, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, so the bear is basically in the... The bear is kind of basically in the back with Ryoden, or is even behind him completely. Behind him completely. Okay, so then the four of you are in the, the middle rank, including Puff Puff, and the bear is the back rank. Got it. So, uh, any other precautions or anything you'd like to make as you approach? Because you guys are moving um, quite stealthily. Just double checking. I mean, will you let me know when my mage armor falls? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, that will not be a surprise to you when yeah. it happens. <laughs> Perception or uh, what? Uh, to detect traps. What are, your, what, what are you looking? What are you looking for? Uh, detecting traps uh, mainly uh, going down this corridor. Uh, that there's like no pressure plates or anything like that. That is probably more something that the people in front are going to have to do, okay. since you're kind of behind them. Um, so, yeah, depending how Kari and Kane decide to approach it. But, uh, well, so as you guys approach the tunnel, you guys are heading towards the entrance, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you uh, you approach the entrance, and you can get now a better look at the carvings on the uh, posts and lintel. You can see what look like statues of armored dwarven warriors that are is what the posts have been carved to resemble. And they're just sort of standing at attention with this, uh, what looks like uh, heavy plate armor and uh, helmets with uh, heavy cheek pieces and nose guards and uh, obscure features beyond uh, just swallowed by the shadows that night has thrown over the carvings Uh, across the lintel. You can see dwarvish runes inscribed into the stone. And I think we've covered that. Nobody uh, speaks dwarvish. Is that right? Uh, no, no. However, would I be able to de- tell anything given my history of, uh, and having spent time with dwarves? So you spent time amongst them. Uh, you might recognize certain symbols or letters. Uh, so you, you kind of head up to the, to the thing and, and get a closer look at the stone, trying to see if you can glean anything from it. As you do, Whisper, uh, beats his wings quietly and, and flies up to the stone and just sort of lands on it and then turns his head back around to look at all of you. And, uh, as you drop your eyes from him back to the, to the lintel, you blink and are shocked to realize that you can understand the writing, Cain. And the runes read, The Halls of Everforge. Would I remember just of Neof, or would I need a roll to see if I could remember what Everforge would be? Uh, Everforge, I mean, that immediately rings a bell. You guys went to the Everforge smithy, and you know that the, oh, the armorsmith, the armorsmith who... Uh, who Riodan engaged to uh, fashion him some plate armor. Her name was Paula Everforge. Can I tell if this is like an ancestral tomb? Uh, it definitely has that sort of feel. Uh, why don't you go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check? Why don't I do just that for you? Because you asked me so nicely. Investigation. Thank you, sir. Booyah. Uh, that's a 16. 16. Uh, it doesn't have the feel of a tomb. Um, it does. I mean, it seems abandoned, so it has that sort of gloom that has settled over such places. Uh, and it looks like, you know, obviously these kobolds or whoever else is here have moved in recently. Uh, this place is not set up like a tomb. This place, it reminds you more of uh, 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 an armory, 
or Ooh. perhaps even a stronghold of some sort? I'm presuming stronghold because it's out here in sort of sort of out here in the sticks. So yeah. So this might have been like a, like a, an outpost that a family had established at one point and and probably lived and worked and toiled here for for who knows how long before something happened to drive them out or cause them to abandon it. So what sorry it's Everforge, yeah? Everforge, yes. The halls of Everforge. Kane will reach his hand forward and just using his thumb, uh, I will gently brush across the word Everforge. Um, not so that is that is a good like twenty feet. Oh up. god! Oh right. Okay. Uh, yeah. This this tunnel is massive. I, I so I will look up and sort of like like trace my finger through the air across uh, where. I'm uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, f- fifteen feet. Fifteen mm-hmm. feet is the height of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. But you you trace it, and it's it's bizarre. It's like you've been able to read dwarvish all your life. It just the meaning just jumps right out at you. I will look to the rest of the party and just point to the uh, the rooms in particular and just mutter the word Everforge. Oh, that's that woman that we were after. Yeah, no, that's back in town. I look up at what he's pointing at. Uh, he's pointing at dwarven rooms. That's Order to Lassie. That's got to. I'm bad at dwarven impersonations. I'm sorry. Um, I would just say since Glass knows runes and glyphs, would I at least, even though I can't read them, would I be like, no, that's dwarven? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely dwarvish. Yeah, yeah it's, it's dwarvish. dwarvish. I don't know what it says, but oh, maybe he means it says Everforge. In which case, maybe it's. Maybe she wrote it there. Maybe. Well, maybe that's why they brought her someone here else after, they, after she was bleeding. Maybe. Maybe they didn't capture her here. Maybe she came on her own accord. Maybe is, it, is this a fucking tool? I, I shake my head and, like, Kane, after, like, looking at it for a few moments, maybe they needed her. They needed her? As for well, I needed her. Spell, I needed her to chosen. finish my goddamn armor. Yep. Not think everything about that, is about they? your sense of fashion. I mean, most things one. are, though. Not everything, I'll admit, but most things. I'll, allow me to interject. Uh, allow me to interject briefly, as you guys are closer up now, and the the hallway is well lit. You can see that there are indeed uh, large, ten foot wide double doors at the far end of this this corridor, which is about a um, hundred and ten ish feet long. Uh, there are six doors, three on each side, leading down toward uh, the end of the hallway, which accounts for the gaps in the uh, armored statues that you noticed. Clark. Okay. Um, quick, uh, one thing, I want to roll history real quick to see if uh, I can uh, know what the name Everforge is, possibly. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can you can give an intelligence history uh, check and see if you know 13? anything about them. No. Ooh. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, no. So, um, and then I would like to roll perception as we're like further down to see if I can see anything. Um, uh, I mean, I can tell you right now the hallway looks empty, basically. 
um, what are you, or like? What are you looking for? You're you're looking down the okay, hallway. Okay, so like, and then I just see the doors down there. So there's nothing I can see beyond that. Mm-mm, nope. Okay. Um. All right. I, I would just look at Kane and be like, um. Okay. Yeah, we just gotta keep moving forward. Um. I can't. I didn't know you know dwarven, but um. I don't, okay. So let's uh. Um. I mean, maybe she's coming here to get supplies with kobolds that don't live in Zobek. Okay, this is weird. So let's just, yeah. Glass, does the name of a person hold any significance in magic and ley lines? It does sometimes. I mean, some of the ley lines, the big ones, are named after very famous people. Uh, well, I mean, uh, and I look to, uh, I look at Glass, at Cloak, uh, at cloak guiltily, and I sort of whisper, like like the one named after grandmother, uh, to, as he tries to you know not have cloak overhear him talk about grandmother's way, um, but the others uh, are very famous. Uh, uh, you could make an intelligence arcana check when she's asking about names. Okay, I can I try and uh, to a different way. Can I try and? Uh, because I've travelled with uh, Reardon for a little while now, and Reardon does blood magic. Can I tell if there's any kind of, or like roll saying to see if I know if there's any kind of magic that would seal something to like ancestral blood? For example, that's exactly what need, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, but I see it from the blood perspective as opposed to. I mean that 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 doesn't even require a roll. Really, you're not you're not steeped in that. That's pretty esoteric, secretive magic. So you wouldn't know anything detailed about it. But uh, blood magic certainly can have a familial effect, uh, tracing bloodlines uh, sympathetically. Uh, and you do know that some curses can even pass along family lines you know, onto the seventh generation and what have you. Uh, so Glaz, with your role, you're you're certain that there are some disciplines of magic where names can have great significance. For instance, you know that uh, powerful extraplanar creatures often very jealously guard their true names. Um because that can give uh, one power over them. But uh, anything more specific to this or to ley lines or to the ley lines presence here, you, you, there's just not enough for you to go on right now. I'm still learning somewhat, but yes, uh, names have power, but it's, it, it's not necessarily like this. Uh, so I'll just point out to you real quickly that these statues, now that you're up close, they seem to be carved of white marble. Uh, and they are incredibly lifelike and detailed. And they depict um, warriors wearing various different styles of armor and holding different shields and weapons, uh, crossbows, longbows, uh, you know, two, two melee weapons crossed at their chests, all various kinds of things. It really, it almost gives you the, the sense of uh, either trophies, although that doesn't quite make sense, or maybe a showroom. Uh, so the doors worth a lot of money, isn't it? Sorry, what? Marble. Uh, Marble's worth a lot of money, isn't I it? I mean, like certainly something well and skillfully sculpted out of marble can be worth a lot of money. These are essentially objects of but art. But you couldn't just like break it and take a chunk of it, though. I mean, Mary doesn't really care much about civilization and structures. Not she really. knows that nature will be here long after everything is gone. So. Uh, so the doors, you can see, there's three on each side of the hallway. Um, and the first one is about 10 feet in on your left, 
and then its opposite is, say, 15 feet in on your right. So they're staggered just a little bit, if that makes sense. And then there's another set of doors 35 feet down in the same configuration for a total of three pairs going down the hallway, left and right. Is Glass hearing the, or sensing the direction of the true ley line uh, Straight behind ahead. any of the doors? Straight ahead? Straight ahead. Yeah. The, um, uh, where's, where's Puff Puff leading us? Which door? Uh, Puff Puff is, let's see. Uh, at this point, uh, Puff Puff kind of snuffles around a little bit, whines, and looks up at you and tries to sniff around again. Okay. Uh, it looks like she's having difficulty. Okay. Um, Glass is doing that sort of like one side step at a time further and further down the hallway. <laughs> okay. Glass, so, stop, so you guys stop. notice when he's maybe five feet in, uh, into the, into the hall. Um, Glass, you can see that the face of the door to your left is carved, uh, with sort of, uh, a relief of this intricate, it's not like Celtic knotwork. Celtic knotwork is very flowy, very curve related. This is very angular knotwork. It's it's uh, very precise angles. These bands seem to crisscross over each other around the border of the door, and that's carved into the stone. And there's a there's an black iron pull ring. I note Glass isn't from there, but if he did any searching of his history, I know that that's sort of more similar to the northern. The northern, the Northlands, right? If I'm remembering maybe, my world maybe, book yeah. correctly, yeah, it could, it could have a, a Northlands influence. Yeah. Now it's not like straight out of there, but right. it's maybe sort of influenced or inspired by. Yeah, sure. These are uh, actually inf- influenced from the uh, the Northlands, where many of uh, my my people are from. Um, I, but I'm not hearing the ley line from behind this door, right? No, no. You, I mean, you can tell to get to the right, ley line, you go down straight down this hall. hallway towards so those double doors. He, he just stands for, uh, I do not know what, uh, I've got no sense of uh, the ley line behind there. It is further down the hall as he's slowly <laughs> inching down the hallway. So, uh, the, uh, get an idea. Uh, so, um, where are we at, and then where's these double doors where the ley line's coming from? So so you guys are basically just at the, the mouth of the tunnel, the double doors okay. with the ley lines. It's a straight, long tunnel into the hillside, about 100, 110 feet. And Glass can sense, can hear the ley line singing to him from the other side of those double doors. And then there are and single doors, three on each side, sort of evenly spaced down the hall. Oh, down that hall. Okay. There's only um, one hall, yeah, just just one hallway. Okay, I thought I thought we were at like a, a like an opening or something in my head. That's how I was seeing it. So uh, with that, um, I would roll um, perception uh, to see if I can hear anything uh, down the hall. If there's like any commotion uh, further down. Uh. Sh- well, you don't hear any um, – there's no, like, obvious commotion. But, yeah, if you want to kind of spend some time listening, you can go ahead and make a perception check, see if you notice anything. Uh, 16. 16. Let's see. So what you're able to hear is from the first door on the right, you hear just so very faint – 
because I mean, that's a stone door. It's probably reasonably thick, which means not a lot of sound is going to pass through it. You hear what sounds like a voice, uh, muffled, deep and gruff, but almost like it's whispering. Kosh Nuran Kalasta. You guys, we gotta hurry. We gotta hurry to the door all the way down there. Something. Do you remember? Does it sound similar to the the, the chanting we heard in the other no, cave? No, no, absolutely okay. not. No, um, this sounds uh, that sounded like dis- like as soon as you heard it, that was decidedly unwholesome and sort of made your blood run cold. This almost mm-hmm. makes you feel uh, sad, but with like a tinge of anger. Okay. Um, is it a, a language I know? Um, is it infernal? It, 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 no, it is not infernal. Um, it probably wouldn't be too hard to, to guess. I mean, you, you've spent time around. It's not a very esoteric language. It sounded like dwarvish. Okay. Um, those dwarven people at the end of the hallway whispering, it sounds like chanting, but I don't know. I don't know what they're saying because... Okay. Maybe they're chanting to infuse my armor with something magical. No, no, that's not it. I left the armor behind. <laughs> Maybe they would need your armor to be able to infuse bring it, it in that case way, and your armor is in your pack. Just letting you know. Okay, okay. I think we, sh- I think we need to make that our way. True. We need to make our way down there, and see what's going on. I don't want to walk into another sacrifice, and then there's a fucking man with like two curvy blades and then it's like guess what let's be friends let me hug you with my blades and then i'm like oh i'm dead um so which door which which door are you pointing at saying you need to get to the one you heard the whispers coming from yeah is that the big double doors no the whispers you heard coming from the first door to the right side so it's maybe 20 feet away from you 25 oh that door right there, they're whispering right now. So we actually should probably be more quiet because I thought they were further away. But okay, uh, you you guys uh, you like go go ahead and talk so we can hear you and the mics will pick it up. But you guys are still being very quiet and stealthy. That's no problem. Okay. Um. All right. So I mean, what do you guys want to do? Because they're in that room. They're whispering something. I can't understand it. Um. Let's take a peek through, maybe, and see what they're up to, in case they are sacrificing any virgins in there. You just want to so get to the virgins. find virgins these days. Don't you? If I have a virgin, I, <laughs> their blood, you you, I don't think you understand, Glass. It's quite exquisite. There, you can taste the difference. Let me tell you, you can taste the difference. I can't. <laughs> I think that you're lying. I love, I love I the will, fact it's like extra I, virgin olive oil, but it's extra virgin blood. <laughs> i'll show you one day carrie let's just take a look in the next time we're at the silk scabbard we'll have a blind taste test all right so uh cloak is urging you guys to go to the first door on your right i'm going with him oh yeah i'm stealthing up to the door all right so you guys heading there same configuration as before so kari and kane in front yeah Glass will actually okay. go a bit past it. I mean, he's he's towards the uh, you know is still is staying with the party, but has found himself conveniently a little right. further down the hallway. Sure. So you'll be on you'll be on yeah the left side of the formation. Yes. Put you closer to the double doors. Got it. Got it. 
Uh, and let's see. So this this hallway is well lit. And actually, now that you guys are close enough, you can see these great uh, anvil carvings on the double doors with like striking hammers and dwarven runes. And it's all very impressive looking. But you're approaching the uh, one of the single doors on the right side. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, what do you got for me? What were we saying there? Um, can I when I get up to the door? Um, can I roll perception on the door to make sure it's not trapped? Yeah, you can search the door. Absolutely. You may make a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation check, whichever you prefer. Perception wisdom because oh, very nice. Twenty. All right. Uh, you are fair certain that the door is neither trapped nor locked. Uh, and it looks like despite its age, it's still in good repair. And it looks like um, you can see that there are braces for heavy iron pins that look like they have the door very well uh, counterbalanced as well. So despite its prodigious size and weight, it looks like it should be fairly easy to open. All right. Uh, I am I look at everyone and I'm not. I'm going to open it now. OK, it does rather. I'm I, sorry if you can't hear me. I will. I Laz will. is taking a rubbing of one of the runes. Oh yes, whatever. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right. So he's yeah he's taking the rubbing of the the device carved into the shield of the the warrior statue next to him. <laughs> uh, and then I'm very quietly opening the door and looking inside. All right. So inside uh, this room has uh, actually no light inside, so there is uh, some torchlight spilling in from the hallway now. Uh, It is a 25-foot square room. Uh, On the left side, there is a dais, a raised dais, with like three steps leading up to it, and it takes up a good portion of the 25-foot wall. On, On top of the dais are two carved stone thrones. Boom, boom. Uh, You can see at the far side of the room, there is an archway that leads into another small chamber or perhaps a hallway. Uh, And as you open the door and look around, it appears to be devoid of any other furnishings and uh, no creatures that you can see. Uh, The walls themselves uh, are covered in uh, plaster. And there are frescoes painted on them that have faded with age, but are are mostly well protected from the elements by this door. Uh, And it depicts dwarven warriors and um, clearly what look like craftsmen or smiths. And they are presenting these gleaming, glowing, luminous weapons and armor. And like one has a, a, a great battle axe and the other has a shield. And they are presenting them to what look like... Um, uh, uh, dwarves of uh, a different clan, perhaps. Not, uh, they don't look the same as all of the other craftsmen uh, painted on the frescoes around them. And these paintings all sort of lead toward the thrones. And there's another room off on the other side, you said? Yes, yes. And there's no more whispering? Uh, so uh, you, you don't hear any other whispers at the moment. Uh, can I roll perception for what the, purpose? What are you uh, well, I'm I'm looking I'm looking in here to see if anything is like trying to hide, uh, because I did hear something in here, so I want to. Uh, sure, sure. There aren't many places someone could be hidden in here, but yeah, you can make a wisdom perception check. Just to 
be clear, Dan, the archway is like across from the, the where the thrones are sitting, or is it behind the thrones? No. Uh, so, all right. If you guys are looking into the room, you guys are facing, uh, say, east. The thrones are on the north wall, and the archway is in the east wall, but in the southernmost corner. So basically straight across from you. Okay. More or less. So it's a square room. You're at a door in the left wall. There's an archway in the right wall. There's thrones at the top wall. Gotcha. Uh, 18 for that perception as well. 18. Um, so as you kind of strain your ears and, and search through this room and scan it over, there's really nowhere in here for anyone to hide. Um, possibly around the archway in the, the back room there. Uh, but you don't see or hear any sign of anyone. Uh, and then that's when you notice this faint, faint, faint purplish light that seems to be playing over the thrones. Very faint, just in little glimmers here and there, almost like um, like a, a, a bare after image of St. Elmo's fire, if you've ever seen that or know what I'm talking about, where uh, electricity will play over a ship's rigging. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, glass. Glass. Yes. Glass, what's that? What's, what's that? I take my glasses and I look over across it. Well, that is interesting, though, isn't it? Uh, have I ever seen anything like this before? Um, no, nothing I mean, like, like this. Is it like the after? Is it like the you know when that guy disappeared before? Was there this type of after effect, or is it just sort of like charged? no, no, okay. not not similar to that at all. So yeah. it doesn't seem like it's arcane. It just is a it's a some type of. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, clearly it's clearly some sort of probably magical phenomenon, but like you know, what's the exact cause of it? You have no no means of of telling right now. It is interesting, though. Perhaps. Uh, a little investigation to see. Uh, can I approach a little closer, trying to get a better look, or maybe even using uh, feel, sort of feeling out, uh, you know, if this is maybe related to the proximity to the ley lines or the scale that we have? Okay, so you're going to go into the room and check it out. Uh, yeah, is what I'm hearing. Is that right? Yeah, cloak asking okay. to uh, so What's everybody else? What, what's everybody else I doing while Glass heads into the to the throne chamber? I mean, I'm next to Glass and I'm pointing it out. And as soon as he like starts stepping in, I'm gonna step in as well. Okay. Everybody else staying out in the hallway or heading in? I'm going to cover from the. Ho- I'm, I'm going to cover in. the entire room from the hallway the best I can. Okay, so you're basically going to stay back in the doorway, just covering the room. Uh, Kari's heading in. Riodan, what are you doing? I'll follow him in. Seems like fun. Sure. All right. So, uh, so most of you head in, uh, and as you sort of file into the room. The purplish light glow playing around the edges of the thrones grows just a little bit brighter. And for a second, Kari, you can see the outline of a figure seated in one of the thrones. There is uh, a broad-shouldered, ancient-looking dwarf with lank, long hair uh, and, and a long beard and mustache with um, braids and looks like jewels woven into it. There's no color of any sort. It's just this grayish-purple, uh, misty apparition. Uh, the rest of you can kind of see it, but it really only resolves in detail for Kari. And he looks up, and his eyes are these two piercing purple pinpricks of light. 
and he holds out his hand to you and he says something, but it just comes across as this garbled whisper that all of you hear through the room. Holds out his I don't his hand think I want to take his hand. And now you too feel that same feeling that Cloak felt before, this like sadness with an edge of anger. Um so Glass looking at these frescoes and looking at them. I believe that he is wanting a magical weapon of some sort, right? Look at, see, this is a story that is, it is a story on the, yes, do you believe it? I think it is a story on the walls. So what you can tell, what you can tell of the image and the apparition, he looks more like the one presenting the weapons than the one receiving it. Oh, okay. I have totally misinterpreted what I thought I thought I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I wonder if this has something to do with my dreams. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's a, I, I, I wish I was in your dreams. You are the man of my dreams, I assure you. I don't want to be in those dreams. Yeah, Glass uh, looks back and forth from Kari Curiosity to Curiosity killed the cat, you, though? You really don't. Oh. No. See, I've seen you sleep, and you, you do that hunting thing, like dogs do, but you're like, oh, oh, oh. and then you're like, Perhaps we should back away until we have a proper offering for this person, because I don't want him to be mad. Can I inspect the throne? Uh, yeah, you can wa- walk up and check out the throne if you like. See if it's like some sort of trickery. As you approach the dais, uh, there's this faint whispering that sort of uh, reminds you of what the figure just tried to say or, or said to you that you couldn't understand. But you hear it as sort of like a, an echo just sort of from the room around you, almost like it's coming from the walls. And his eyes stay locked on yours. Anytime you look away, whenever you look back, he's still staring these piercing purple pinpricks of light into your gaze. And he's still holding his hand out to you, reaching out. And as you approach, I'm gonna do as it. you approach, he stretches, he bends at the waist and stretches his hand down to you. Uh, doing it. All right. His fingers close around your hand and there's this icy, icy shock, like sticking your hand into a frozen river. And he pulls you forward and you gasp a little bit with the shock of it. But uh, do you resist or allow him to draw you forward? Nope. Curiosity. One of my, uh, okay. my traits. So he, right. he draws you forward and sort of turns you and has you sit in the throne. And as you do, his body bursts like a uh, cigarette smoke and it swirls around her. All of you see this. It swirls faster, settles around her body. And you can see this sort of limbed glow, uh, crackling around her. And you can feel it, uh, this uh, electric prickle running along your skin. It concentrates towards your back, or sorry, uh, I'll say your left hand, and then settles around your bow. And then you hear one word in a gruff, growling sort of dwarvish voice in your head, but you understand it. Vengeance. I will hunt for you. And then the light dies. What, What just happened? That was fascinating. Cloak's that got a intense. notebook out and he's of... like writing down shit. He's like, huh, what do you feel? Uh, that was now? kind of hot. 
Cardi is like completely fucking confused, but trying to go like she knows what's going that, on. That uh, that tingling, prickling feeling you felt all over your skin is now concentrated in your left hand, your palm and fingers, and it's like uh, you ever touch one of those plasma globes with the electricity arcs inside it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> it's it's like your bow is giving your hand that feeling. I totally shoot something. Is there anything I can shoot? Is there like visible <laughs> change to her bow that we can see? I'll I'll shoot the owl if I have to. The bow tends to glow, crackling with that that sort of purple Saint Elmo's fire longest, but it too fades, and the room goes you know black. So Glaz points oh. out. Now on the wall, go. They were the one giving magical weapons, and now your bow is. Well, it did. It was doing a thing. Did you see it do the thing? It was doing the thing. Was it not doing the thing, Cloak? <laughs> it did, no, it did, it did the thing, but... Kari, if you want a target, there are there are figures painted all over the walls. Um, any one of them will do. Come here, shortbow, no, equipment, action, sorry. She, uh, she draws an arrow and, and looses it at the wall, and uh, that is a plus one bow. So yes! the arrow thunks into the plaster of the wall, and there's a faint purplish of light that splashes from the arrow kind of along the walls. And then it fades. Oh. That's pretty cool. What? I wonder what's in that back room, then. The rest of you, uh, when you see her draw the arrow, her arm that is holding the arrow glows, and you see this ghostly visage of the dwarf king, lord, ghost, whatever, is overlaying her arm. And oh, then that, that light really travels, weird. that light travels along with the arrow, and that's what's splashed against the wall. That, that looks like, um, uh, so there's this guy we know named, uh, Glitterbell. Um, he, he liked, um, Riordan, you probably, well, maybe not, but he, he, he liked exercising one arm a lot, you know, if you know what I mean. Uh, and that's what it kind of looks like. He's like really puffing one arm and, yeah. You know, the king's voice is still inside my head. It's saying, get revenge on all gnomes. Well, I know. Why would he say that? Gnomes are very trustworthy. You should do whatever we say. <laughs> From Clover. <laughs> what? No! Alright, so, uh, Kari, Kari, when you suggest that you're going to, uh, to harm Cloak, Puff Puff goes, Yarrow! And sort of looks at you. And her tail dips. <laughs> well, you're perhaps, Puff Puff. this, this... I healed you! This place is a boon for us. Or, if you said you need to get vengeance on gnomes? I don't think so. One of the messages the mighty king has told me, but no, I suspect that there is something that keeps this dwarf spirit here. Oh. Perhaps I will go crazy and remain in these halls seeking vengeance until its needs are sated. Or you get vengeance for him, and then he is released, and it will be a very happy ending. I have read many books that have happy endings. I like those; they're very nice. The dark ones, I'm not a big fan of. We could make a happy ending for Who this Who do we dwarf. need to kill for this this dwarf? I'm all about the happy endings. Uh, <laughs> Glass goes, oh, you like happy someone... endings too? I'm so glad <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> oh, yes, darling. Uh, but maybe we should find someone and kill them. 
and see if it's the one dwarf wanted dead. I often dwarves hold grudges against like large groups of people. Maybe this one is just kill a few cobalts for me. All right. So maybe I feel that, that is... is a lot to keep a spirit to the world. But I think it also might be, if you if you think about it, it might also be entail with what Turk the the Everforged Dwarf from town to heal. Oh, that's clever. I like that more. Let's let's do that one. It might it might be related to that, but it's hard to say. But there is this room back there that might. I have, prefer that one. That might have like dwarven magic short swords that I can get. I don't know because apparently Maybe. they're just handing out magic items right now. I was gonna say, is cloak acting like Glas now, walking towards the room? <laughs> I said, maybe just maybe he's upset that my armor wasn't ever finished. Oh, have we thought about that? I'm sure that so, must be. So what now? It. Yep, that's a, that's totally what I was thinking about. That's right, vengeance for my armor. So through the archway, then cloak through the archway. Uh I believe that for once we should follow Glas. He seems to be the most in tune with this place. Well, no, I would go back out in the hallway and go down to the end, but uh, I think Cloak wants to see if there's a short sword in there for him. I, I mean, there might be stuff back there for us. I mean, what if there's a treasure chest for the Persians? After you. So it, I assume it's dark through the, uh, dark through the arch? Because we just had torchlight coming in through the door into here? Right. So, so basically, you have dim light spilling into the room, and then darkness in the archway beyond. So, so dim. So, you guys can see in this room just fine, and then dim light with your dark vision in the other. Oh, it is dark in here. So, uh, Glass lights up yep. a torch as he as he loves as he loves to do for everybody. Glass, Glass, we all can see in the dark, but not in total dark. Yes, and now we can see in color. Now you can see better. All right, so uh, yeah, the torchlight flares into the room, and you can see that there's basically um, it looks like the there's maybe an end of a hallway that turns left inside the arch right in front of you. About how far down? Uh, like it's like archway leads into a hall that goes that way. Oh, gotcha. It is a hallway. It goes uh it, to I'm sorry to the right to the left. To the left, so north. To the left. It it is a it's just a hallway. Shall we go take a look? Yeah, hold hold on. Uh, walk slowly with me. One moment. Uh, did I just see right that we have a viewer decision? We most certainly do. Okay, viewers, I would like you to choose between the locked or unlocked. And I'm not going to tell you what that means. Whoa. Ooh. All right, I got a straw poll for you guys here in a second. Reardon's straw poll, then put it in chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Most certainly unlocked, darling. Pop that <laughs> one off right away. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I would, I would walk forward with glass uh, and uh, perceive, you know, uh, uh, traps, you know, just a, just a general, like, uh, caution um, to see if I see anything that kind of, like, sticks out. Uh, okay, so you're going to you're gonna head toward the archway in the hallway and just kind of searching as you go is what I'm, what I'm yeah. getting from that kind of searching the archway. All right. You can make a wisdom perception check. Actually, hold on. Let me roll it. Actually, let's see. I got to get in the practice of do- rolling it from the sheet. 13. Okay. Um, you don't see anything untoward. Okay. How far does it look like the hallway goes? 
So when you when you kind of once he is satisfied with the archway, you check into the hall. Uh, looks like the hall is very short. It only turns about uh, 15 feet up, so it ends up being basically the same total length as the the chamber that you just came out of, and then ends at a at a wall. No doors. So it looks like it's it, no no doors. It looks like it's maybe. Um, it's 25 feet long, 10 feet wide. It's less of a hallway than more of sort of like a, a chamber. Maybe it was once uh, a preparatory or storage room for the, the, the throne room behind you. You're not sure. And nothing's stored in here anymore. You don't see anything. There's like maybe little bits of rock and uh, like some dust, perhaps, that sort of, that sort of stuff. But uh, Well, that was very anticlimactic. No. I mean... And I know how Riordan likes his climaxes. You do, don't you, Duffy? I don't think you know what you mean, uh, but okay. yes. I um, can I roll an investigate uh, on, like, the walls to investigate, like, maybe if there is, like, a secret passage? Uh, sure. Okay. You absolutely may do. I'm the, let's do this. Uh, 15, straight up. All right, so you begin searching along the walls. Uh, for the most part, it's just solid dwarven stonework, uh, and you're no, you know you're no connoisseur of such things, but it's uh, it's what you would expect out of dwarven masonry, right? So it's all mm-hmm. it's all very solid. It's all very um, uh, high skill craftsmanship. And then when you get towards the the end of the hallway, basically where it kind of dead ends, you find a stone in the wall that seems out of place and that immediately strikes you as very odd given everything else that you've seen. The very meticulous order and sort of geometric perfection of the way all of the stones link together. Then there's this thing that has this weird, like almost like they had to cut a triangular stone to fill a gap that where this, where this other stone in the wall didn't fit right. I'm fucking with that stone. I was like, hey, class, look at this thing. And I'm like, Pushing it, and so you it. you press it and it pops about an inch and a half into the wall, and then the wall section to your left slides out a little bit and swings on a hinge. <gasps> and there's a little puff of dust. Glass, that was cool. Glass, that was super cool. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> They're all missing out on this right now, except Rio Dance back behind us. Wait, where's I would have been following you okay, into the real for sure. If I just got a magical bow, I want to see what the fuck is in the next room too. <laughs> everybody's everybody's following along. All right. So the one thing you will notice is that light spills around the edges of this secret door as it pops just slightly ajar. <gasps> um. Okay. Uh, I I peek inside. Okay. Um. Let's see. Why don't you, uh, yeah, let's do this. So you can see another sort of long, wide hallway. You poke it open just enough so you can squish your mask up to there and, and get a peek out. Uh, it looks like another long hallway. This one is perhaps 30 or 35 feet long before it ends in another wall, much like the one uh, you're sort of peeking out of right now. Uh, about halfway down the wall, you can see another one of those arched doorways to the left. And uh, there is a little lantern sort of sitting in this long hall room thing that you're looking into that's lighting it up. And the, the room beyond through the arch is also very well lit. And you can hear soft voices chattering in draconic. 
I think I think we found a secret passageway to one of the other rooms uh, uh currently. So we can we can sneak up and get the drop on them. Oh, more kobolds? Oh yeah. I don't know how many kobolds. Uh can I roll perception is here discern how many voices I hear? Um sure. I always get scared because you sound unsure about what I'm asking, and I'm like, ah, uh, 17. <laughs> 17. All right. So you hear a couple speaking. You probably identify three different kobold voices, but you can definitely tell that there are more than three creatures in there. Um, and after a little bit, you hear uh, sort of a, a thickly accented, deeper voice uh, speaking in common, in, in trade tongue. And uh, it sounds like he says something along the lines of, God almighty, I'm tired of living in such close proximity with these little things. They stink. And another one says, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, I turn around to everyone uh, and I was like, so basically there's two of them. Uh, there's a bunch of kobolds in there and then there's two guys in there. They're speaking common um, and they've been living with the kobolds. I don't know, but do you think we should press forward from this point, or, or um? That dwarf seemed very angry. I think he might be annoyed that there are kobolds in this place. Maybe we should kill them. They might have our dwarven girl as Maybe. well. Um, what, what do you guys think? Even Forge, or whatever her name was. Oh shit! Um, Kane, whereabouts are you at the moment? Uh, Kane is towards the. Kane is on rear guard as. Um... Alright, uh, go ahead and make me a, a wisdom perception check while all this business is going on. Yeah, because like, everyone else is sort of forged on forward and is getting magical items and shit, so. Uh, that is a 21. Ooh, nice. Alright, so even though you're way in the back, you're able to pick up some of the snatches of conversation and whispers that are going on as well, and when you hear the kobold voices. Much like the Dwarven writing, you understand it. Which, unless I'm mistaken, you do not speak Draconic, right? Uh, you are mistaken, because apparently I do. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Never mind then. Yeah, no, no. Uh, like, then, Dan, like, how do you think about that? <laughs> no, you, no, no, you, no, act, no, you actually, yeah, actually no, don't no, speak Draconic. I'm, I'm right. fucking with you. No, okay. yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 I All right, good deal. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I <laughs> so, as these chattering, kind of grating reptilian voices filter back through the tunnel to you, you can you can understand the the meaning behind these strange words. And uh, the, the it's like these goblins are just chattering together, talking about uh, how stupid the humans are, but uh, at least they're bigger, so they'll probably eat more of the arrows first. Okay. I mean, that's not new information, really. Kang's going to keep this to himself for now, but can I... No. The, the 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 new information is that yeah, you understand friggin' draconic. Yeah, so like, <laughs> but that, that like I I don't know how to explain that. Like, uh, Kane Kane is true trying to figure out how. Can I roll like an arcana or something? Because I I have magic now to see if I'm being affected sure. by something. Or yeah, yeah, you can absolutely make an intelligence arcana check. Uh, what spells do you know again? I know cure wounds and speak with animals. Okay. Uh, that's a four. I also know nothing. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so your your experience with magic is fairly limited. Um, so you're not able to identify. You, you know, it's possible, but you you can't positively identify something that you've experienced before that would make this make sense. If that. Uh, okay. If you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, okay. In which case, yeah, Kane keeps this to himself as but if anything is said by the kobolds it doesn't meet like match up exactly, I will let the party know. I'm not trying to like sure. withhold information, I just don't know how to fuck to explain this. Got it. So so basically as long as the kobolds are just small talking and jibber jabbering and shit talking, the humans that are with them apparently you're fine with it, but if they say anything interesting, you're definitely gonna pass that along. Yeah. Why can I okay, understand no shit now? I'm so confused. I yeah, I'm I'm wondering that too. Um, question: Where where is Kane currently? Uh, he is toward the archway. He is toward the archway. He's watching uh, out into the throne room, and I'm going to assume you guys like closed the door as you all filed in uh, and moved on to another section. So he's watching. And my bear could get in here. Uh, yeah. If you're bringing the bear in, the bear will actually have to squeeze through the uh, through the door to get into the throne room. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if he can get in here. I don't think I want to bring the bear in here. I don't want to squeeze him in here. I kind of want him in, like in an open area. Um, can I roll survival uh, to kind of uh, and th- this is for the purpose of mapping out what the fuck is going on, what we discovered here? Because obviously we discovered a secret passage. Whether mm-hmm. um, yep. and this secret passage hasn't been opened in Old a while. Old school you, mapping. <laughs> someone's drawing mappies. Um, so um, in conjunction, and why I want to do this, because I have an idea of where, what everything kind of looks like. But uh, what I'm trying to figure out is if this room seems like it links up with something further down um, or or along that, because it, it's going north. Uh, yes, so right. that, that's why I'm trying to figure out. Hmm? Go ahead. I'll see if Dan answers. If not, oh, then no, I'll try I, I to answer. Later. Okay, well, okay. I can tell you, like, you don't you don't even need a check to know that. So, basically, you're in another one of those long, straight hallways, right? Sort of yeah. like the one you're in right now. And as far as you can tell, it, it, it like the previous one, dead ends. Maybe there's a secret door there, maybe there's not. You'd have to get up there and check it out to find out. And then there's that archway leading into the room where apparently the kobolds and the people are hanging out. That, uh, you, you gauge that that roughly matches up with the next door on in, in the sequence mm. on this side of the, the hallway. So you think that, yeah, you found a secret passage between this room into the next section. Okay. Um, I would uh, I would go up to Kane and be like, Hey, Kane. Um, so, do you want to take um, fluff and stuff in yourself? Um, and let, do you want to do a flanking maneuver? Because I think we found the back entrance to uh, the cave over here. And then to the next door over, uh, and we could take out a group of them uh, and cause some confusion. Kane just makes like a cutting gesture, like scissors, uh, pincers, yeah, and nods. Okay. Um, I I turn to the bear and like grab the bear in like almost like a like a scrum kind of like I put my arm like my hand on its flank and just sort of press my uh my nose against its snout making it clear who's in charge here um all right uh so it seems like the bear 
I mean, it's a bear. It's difficult to read what it's thinking beyond, you know, food, fight, <laughs> that sort of thing. But it, it, uh, it once again just kind of meets you gaze for gaze and uh, seems at ease with your presence, at least. Hmm. Okay, that's good. Uh, so, like, if you try to, like, head off toward the door and maybe, like, tug on it to follow, it'll it'll come along. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he will wait, like, a, a moment. If the bear doesn't follow, like, I will come over and sort of no like, you like give yeah. you give it a you give it a tug and it, it comes along with you it kind of gives a, a a big bare nostril snuffle at uh at cloak's neck and then follows I, I pet him I'm like, oh, it's okay Just eat the cobots and then then uh i <laughs> i run off uh and i i go up to glass and i was like glass do you have any spells that are good for like a, a uh an area uh, like a room. Let's say, let's say uh, like a common one that I know that uh, some wizards knew in Nihon. They knew fireball, uh, which is really destructive. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know fireball. If you do, that'd be great because we can kill a lot of them. But uh, do you have anything that will hit? I like, think you have me confused with someone who's been studying for quite a bit longer. However, I do have a fun little thing that will hit multiple people. It's it's it, 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 okay. It'll do okay. That's what I'm looking I can for. Hold my own. Okay. Okay, no, that's what that's what we're gonna we're gonna surprise these guys. So we have to be sneaky. Okie dokie. So are you ready to do this? I can okay. do this. Um, are we are we, are we going to do then, this? Always ready. I actually, yeah. are we gonna do this with um, fifteen minutes left? <laughs> so what what is the plan here? It sounds like you're gonna send Kane and the bear into the hallway to go to the door, and you guys are gonna sneak in through the secret door and try and yeah, basically come into the room from the room. opposite directions. We if we've done our mapping correctly. The pincer maneuver, okay. and this is a thing between Kane and Cloak, is that Cloak goes in, makes a huge commotion, and then Kane quietly walks in and starts as everyone's paying attention to Cloak, With and he bear. just starts. And then, so then Kane and the bear show up behind them. Got it. Because oh, okay, interestingly, the bears are actually really quite sneaky. Like I don't know if it's reflected oh, yeah. in D and D stats, but bears are very good at stalking prey. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's I mean, they're not they're not particularly bad or good at uh, at, at stealth. But with the, the you guys have been doing well on your stealth rolls, uh, so why don't uh, why don't you all give me another group stealth check and let's see how well you can sneak up on these poor bastards. <sighs> all right, let's do that stealth. I rolled a twenty. You're not at, dis- but you're not at disadvantage. Up you're not at disadvantage. I did it in the wrong you're not wearing your Heavy auto. That's right. Dirty, Dirty 20. 20. Guys. Seven. Ah. Uh, seven. About, about that wonderful um, plan where you're the distraction. <laughs> the I'm quiet. I'm in that one, so I'll, I think I trump you. Okay, so uh, so we had... Where are we at here? Glass is uh, the 12. Glass, you had a 12. Cloak, you had a 15. Uh, what was Rio Dan's? Dirty 20. 20? A dirty 20. All right. Okay. So uh, you, then you guys are going to sort of rush in from the secret hallway and try and get their attention. So Riodan and the bear can come in from the hallway. Then I'm going to give – I'm sorry, Kane, Kane, yeah. and, Kane and the bear. Uh, I'm going to give Kane and the bear advantage oh, because fantastic. of that. Oh, fantastic. So, I will. Ooh. That's, oh, that's no. double that one. Twice? That's, yeah. You're kidding. I can't, I can't make this <laughs> up. Snake eyes. All right. 
Fortunately, I think thanks to the bear's excellent stealth check and uh, and the distraction, this actually might work in your favor, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is what's going to happen. As you guys uh, burst in through the through the essentially the back door, you come around the archway, and there are two. Um, basically two of these smaller room sections that are uh, essentially empty. Uh, anything of interest in them is long gone, and it looks like there are some uh, like piles of rubble sort of set up in the room. So this chamber is like three long, uh, long thin chambers linked by archways, and you're coming out in the backmost one. Uh, in the one in front of you, there are makeshift bunks and hammocks set up, where six kobolds and two humans in light armor uh, holding bows, I believe, uh, or not holding, they're slung, um, are sort of lounging and, uh, and talking. The humans are talking together, the kobolds are hanging out together, and it looks like they're throwing badly carved bone dice, the kobolds are. Uh, there is a giant barricade of wood and stone rubble between their room and the one beyond where you can see the door that leads to the hallway. So it looks like, and there's like platforms that the kobolds can get up on to shoot or sling stones over. So they have like a defensive uh, barrier set up here, which you guys have completely ended around by finding the secret door. Uh, so the kobolds are engrossed in their gambling, in their chattering. They don't notice shit. However, the two humans they sort of uh, uh, prick their their ears up and spin around and are immediately going for their weapons and and calling a warning. The kobolds have no idea what's going on. So you've surprised half of these uh, these people. Let's roll some initiative and see how quickly you can crank through them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, hi. Oh, bad roll. Ooh. Good roll. Good roll Come for on. Stop. Oh, I'm trying to find my initiative stop right it. now. My rolls have been ah. shit tonight. Ooh. I haven't done one thing He's successfully tonight. Grounds. Not shot anything, not initiative, nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Oh, damn. All right. 17. So... And a 20. Oh, no. <laughs> 25 to 20. I got a 21 for reference. 20? Kane on a 21 as well. 21 is who? Kane and Riordan, 21. Kane and Riordan? God, guys. All right. Uh, so we're going to have Ryoden go first because he's on the distraction team. Mm-hmm. And Kane is on 21 go. also. The bear is on 20. Nice. Uh, 20 to 15. 17. Uh, Glass is on a 15. Uh, 17. That was Cloak who spoke up, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. 17's Cloak. You'll recognize my voice one day, Dan. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's late. Um, the kobolds are going to be on 19, however they're surprised, so that sucks for them. Uh, so 15 to 10. Oh, I, I'm on a 15. Glass is on a 15. Nope. 15. 15 glass. Uh, 10 to 5. I'm a 5. Yeah! You're a Car's 5. Yeah. High five, everybody. High five. All right. <laughs> All right. The, well, you beat the scouts. They're on a 4. So... So first up is Riodan. Goodness. Uh, as a distraction team, how far away am I from these humans? Uh, you are basically, you're just kind of around a corner. So like 20 feet, you can be in their face. I like the sound of that. I'm going to run towards him. Oh, in fact. All right. Oh, I have my spells back. So I'm thinking like I'm... Uh, you have your again. spells back. Uh, 
Instead, I'm going to cast Bless on... Three targets. Uh, so everyone except from Kane, who's with the other squad, I think, right? Yes. So you can choose from yourself, Kari, Glaz, and Cloak. Uh, so uh, Glaz, Kari, and Cloak will be blessed, which is a 1d4 to attacks and saving throws while I hold my concentration. Very good. And I gotta stay around the corner, actually, while I do this this time. Alright, so he whispers a prayer to the to the Red Maiden, and you, the three of you who are affected by it, feel your heart begin to pound, and your blood runs hot with this sort of adrenaline rush. Uh, Kane! So you can hear shouts of alarm, like, muffled, barely reaching through the stone door. So, if, if nothing else, these doors and walls are very good at containing sound. Okay, I'm gonna actually wait until the bear goes through the door. I'm gonna gesture for the bear to, like, move in, uh, because the bear will take it the fuck off its hinges, and I'm gonna knock an arrow. Alright, so you could you could pull the door over, you, you're just gonna send the bear in, let him open the door? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the bear opens the door. Alright, so do you want to, essentially you're gonna ready a, a shot for when the bear opens the door, you're gonna shoot somebody? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm, go- I'm gonna aim for the humans, specifically. So that would be the bear. The bear growls, throws its head down into the door, which easily swings open against its force, and just, like, squeezes itself, and you can hear its claws screeching on the stone, and it just forces its massive shoulders through this little door, and it's, like, hasn't quite worked up to a roar yet, but it's growling and kind of ramping up to it. As its back paws scramble it into the room, it charges forward and just, like vaults up on top of this uh, this barricade and uh, is going to strike at uh, two of the kobolds from there like up on top of it so uh, that is only a 10 I think so I don't believe that will hit uh, however the claw will absolutely hit and tear the kobolds back down to the bone and uh, it spins to the floor in a twitching bleeding heap uh, so that's going to be your readied action will now trigger, as you can see targets flailing around in the in the next room over. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to, f- like, step up to the doorway, take aim at one of the uh, guards, and I'm going to shoot him down. So you're going to try and hit... Uh, from here, really, all you can see, thanks to the bare ass and the uh, barricade, is you can see one of the humans. He's got some cover, though. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for the, uh, for the human. That's uh, going to make... Uh, that's a 22. Cover be damned. Give me some damage. Welcome. Uh, and... <laughs> Fuck him. I'm gonna miss him. Uh, for 10 piercing damage. 10. Ooh. So uh, he is he is well and goodly bloodied. You catch him in the side and he uh, gasps and a little fleck of blood spatters out of his lips as the, uh, the arrow has pierced something important. Uh... So he is not looking good. Ten damage, that sucks. Uh, Ridden Kane, Bear, Kobold, surprised. They kind of, like, drop their dice and... Uh, Cloak, your turn. <laughs> Do I see the one Kane shot? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm running up to him as he's, like, getting shot by the arrow. And I'm coming from the other side and stabbing him. Yep. And I'm looking at Carrie yep. and I was, and pointing to the other human. Keep him alive for interrogation. And then very happily, as I'm st- st- attempting to stab up into this uh, man. Um, Get him. 
does a, oh shit uh 23 oh. hit <laughs> yeah all right uh that's that's also with the d4 uh so that is uh seven damage He's spun back and off his balance, and you sort of jump up on him and drive your short sword. You flip it around reverse grip and run it down past his collarbone into his heart and just sort of ride him down to the floor. <laughs> Delicious. You, you rip your sword free, and a huge gout of blood just spatters the wall and his friend next to him. Uh, <laughs> so that's Cloak. Puff Puff is going to vanish in a golden shimmer appear behind the other human, so on the other side of Cloak, and bite at his hamstring. Oh, she she gets him. Um, so she'll do five points of damage to him, and he screams in pain and shock as this thing that was not there before rips his leg open. Uh, that is going to be Glaz. Cool. So Glaz, uh, well, let's, let me check this. Let's see if this works. Perfect for a 12. Glaz, uh, that's my check for ley line, for uh, channeling my ley so line. So you're channeling so need, the ley line. And then I need to roll a d10. You don't need to roll anything. This ley line is locked. So its effect is already determined. Oh, okay. Never mind. As it. this is the viewer decision, decided oh, that the ley line oh, is locked. Oh, whether my ley line set, is locked. On a set cool. result. All right, so I you're you casting. Uh, I'm doing so ice you, uh, As you... As you begin the somatic uh, uh, components and gestures for this spell, you can feel it as you're like reaching out. It's like you're grabbing threads, these actual hot, burning, red hot, like as if they were red hot iron threads that you're grabbing from around you and weaving them into your spell. The ice knife takes on this strange, glowing, ruddy sheen. And uh, you know that one creature affected by your spell, your choice, has disadvantage on its saving throw. Sweet. So uh, Glaz coming in uh, looks at the kobolds. Uh, you said they're all huddled around doing uh, rolling dice. Yep. So basically yep, he throws it. Together. He throws the ice knife right into the center of them, uh, just targeting uh, targeting one of them in the center. Um, and uh, that's a four. Uh uh, 22. Right in the chest. So, uh, and as it hits, he get, takes D10 damage, uh, which will be six points of damage. And then... So he shrieks as this... Uh, it, you sort of run past the archway as you're you're moving your hands and chanting, Gurats! As you run and fling this ice shard, it takes him straight through the chest and he... Ah! And then it explodes and just blows him to pieces. Yep. And so, then uh, it's all going the little to shards, uh, <laughs> all the all the other kobolds, because I assume they're around a little table or within five feet of him, it explodes. Oh, yeah, they are. And one of them has disadvantage, but all of them have to make a deck saving throw or take uh, six points of cold damage as well. And what's your DC? Uh, my DC is 14. 14 it is. So that is, uh, looks like two of them are going to succeed on that. And now there's one with disadvantage. So four of them are going to fail. Uh, uh, yeah. So those four are, are frozen solid and the other two are, uh, badly frostbitten and you can see their scales begin to crack the sudden, uh, the sudden cold. So there are two left. And they are wounded badly. Uh, so that was Glass's turn, Kari, and, and your uh, your hands that 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 
that note that you've been hearing ringing within you yeah. and through the hallways, it reaches like a crescendo note yeah, that as you does his draw and cast thing. your spell. As yep. he's you know doing it, it almost looks like he's conducting. Yep. Kari, it's your turn. There are three kobolds left and one uh, human scout. I'm going to take aim at the human scout uh, with my short bow. And it, okay. I don't have the plus one on this yet, so if you could just humor me. So yeah, you'll, yeah we'll just have to nine. add that. Oops, nine. Uh, so there's there's a lot of people, a lot of things going on there, and uh, there's that the as you draw the bow back, you feel that cold run down your arm, and the purple glowing arrow fires into the corner and shatters, and the the purple energy splashes off harmlessly into the room. Uh, I've marked an arrow off my sheet. The scouts. Uh, unfortunately, this guy is got people all up in his business so he's going to ignore his longbow and draw his short sword um and he's gonna make two melee attacks so he's going to attack uh puff puff who just bit his leg open and he's going to hit her for uh for four damage she yelps in uh, in pain as he slices a, a, a light a light gash on her shoulder mm-hmm uh, 18, and then he's going to strike at Cloak. Um, that's going to be a 17? That hits. Alright. Uh, so you'll take four points of piercing damage as he uh, catches you uh, just at the hip. <clears throat> Deals you a, a, a glancing blow. Okay. Top of the order, Riodan. I'm going to jump around the corner and swipe at the nearest one with my rapier. I'm sorry, one second. Kari, please remember that you are blessed. Roll a d4 for me. Okay, that is correct. Ah, uh, that d- still doesn't doesn't quite push you up. Doesn't quite push you up able, uh, enough to Almost. hit him, unfortunately. But you had the shot. You had the shot. All right, uh, Riodan, sorry. Rape your time. Yes, indeed. Have at the... No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, so he, uh, he, turns, <clears throat> he turns just in time to desperately swat your blade away with his short sword. Uh, Kane, your turn. Um, okay, I am going to. Uh, is who's still alive? There is. Uh, there's a couple of kobolds who are like going into hypothermia and are losing skin and scales to frostbite. And there is a lightly wounded uh, human. Uh, I would like to move up to the human and. So there's a, a giant barricade between you and him, but you could, say, get up to the barricade, and then you could try to vault over it or climb it. Uh, I will I will put my uh, my bow away and vault over it. All right. Um, so let's see. You could basically spend all of your remaining movement to clamber up to the top of the barricade, or you could try an athletics check to clear it uh, uh, and have I'll enough tr- movement left to get up to the guy. I'll try an athletics check it as I... Okay, so strength athletics for me, please. Uh, that oh, is a twenty-three. Oh, look at that! All right, so uh, so Rio, uh, sorry, Kane comes running in, um, and since you're planning on drawing a melee weapon, right? Yeah. All right, so you'll probably keep your bow in your left hand since you can't stow and draw one, or you'd have to drop it. Uh, he basically plants his hand on the barricade and just vaults up and over it, almost parkour style, lands and whips his blade out of its sheath, and you may attack. Uh, I'm going to attack this guy, and I'm going to do it uh, intending not to kill him. As, uh, That's fine. So, this be a... What the ever-living fuck? 
Apparently I have an antimatter rifle. What is going on with my sheet? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are you adding in here? <laughs> I'll just give myself the antimatter rifle. <laughs> that dwarf really gave us a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just swing around with a 50 cal. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think an antimatter rifle is a bigger donation threshold. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, on a dirty 20? I will also say... That there are antimatter rifles or equivalent in Midgard. There are. So, oh, all right. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah and, we'll get to that. Later. We'll get into that later. <laughs> that, don't worry about that now. Uh, Dirty twenty will absolutely hit this poor bastard. Uh, for I'm worried about it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> eight damage. Ooh. All right. So he was he was kind of nicked before. Now he is positively bloodied as you drive your blade sort of uh, low in his guts where your. Uh, Highly unlikely to hit a a lethal uh, a lethal strike there, but it's very painful. <laughs> he won't die for hours. It'll be fine. Uh, that was Kane. So the bear. Hmm. Well, cobalt sickles. Bear. Oh yeah, there's cobalt. There's cobalt. He's gonna attack the cobalts. You guys are lucky. He's about to maul that motherfucker. Um. <laughs> uh, he will actually miss with the bite. And, uh, oh wow, miss, miss with the, the paws as well. He's having trouble getting at them now that they're, uh, back from the table and scrambling away from the bear. They're keeping just out of its reach. Roar! Uh, kobolds are going to, in a blind panic, start stabbing at the, uh, at the bear. Uh, advantage. And, uh, nope, as uh, just a one. The other one is ten. Uh, so that's two hits on the bear. So he's going to take 2d4. Whoa, not too much, too much, too much. Disregard. Uh, he's going to take eight damage. Uh, the knives sink into him and he bellows in pain, although uh, that doesn't seem to slow him down hardly at all. Uh, so that's Kobold's Cloak. Your turn, sir. Um, the, the man in front of me is like bent down in pain because Kane stabbed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Can I take, can I do an attack with my saber, but aim to like use that, like a hilt punch? So, uh, this is the way, this is the way non-lethal damage works in fifth. If you drop somebody to zero hit points with a melee attack, you can just simply choose to knock them out instead of kill okay. them. It's not something that you necessarily have to declare beforehand. All right. Uh, but it can only be done with melee attacks. There's no knocking people out with arrows. Okay. Um, even if they have boxing gloves on the end of them? There, there, one, no, one hundred, no, one hundred percent. There is now in Zanfars they changed this. In Zanfars there are bludgeoning arrows, which can do, I believe. Are there? I haven't, yeah. I haven't. It's I haven't, ridiculous. I haven't, I haven't noticed. Uh, I kind of, I kind of hate the concept of bludgeoning arrows, but okay. <laughs> uh, nine. So thirteen plus my blessing, which is fifteen. Uh, is, is that a hit? Fifteen. You all right? You hit. Give me damage. Blood for the blood god. Ooh, that uh, was... 12 damage. All right. So, right. So as, uh, as Kane wounds him in the guts and he sort of doubles over, your cloak whips up and just kind of snags him around the neck. You pull him down and bring your knee up right under his chin and then whack him on the back of the head with the pommel of your blade. And he just drops. Well, ask your questions later. And he's like, kobolds. And he runs up to the kobolds. <laughs> okay, Glass, you, it's your turn. You ran up to the kobolds? Well, I'm running up to the kobolds. The cloak did. Okay. 
There's kind of a bear in your way, but yeah, you could start making your way over there. Uh, I channel the ley line again. I'm going to go ahead and ice knife, uh, ice knife it again uh, at the two kobolds. Hopefully not. I mean, am I going right. to am I going to give the bear a snout full of ice? He's going to be mad at me, but no, you can hit the back wall. You okay, can, yeah. Can, so I know, get it. So I just want to hit the back them. Of them. Uh, Twenty-two. I assume that's going to hit. Oh my yes. A D10. One of them takes six points of damage. The ice shard catches him right in the temple, pierces through his skull, and then explodes a basically like a focused cone of ice shrapnel right into his body. And there's just an, like, it's like a raspberry slushy is just poof on, on the walls. Yeah, 11 points of damage. <laughs> um. And so everyone except for that one scout that Cloak uh, took down is very, very dead. You have one... Um, Unconscious but st- uh, you know, uh, unconscious but stable human scout, and that I believe is where we will stop for this evening. I just want to say, nice. awesome. I'm binding him. Nice. That's why I just want to okay. end that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Kinky. Yep. Time up. Uh, although I, I might also say that Kane, you could even have a set of manacles, whether it's on your. Equipment. Yeah. No. Kane uh, actually does. No. Kane. Kane straight up does uh, because Kane is. Uh, sometimes his jobs don't involve killing people. Sometimes. I have to Correct. Sometimes me. you are sent to... And, and then Riordan's got his fuzzy ones. <laughs> I'm, yes. Well, I want. I, I was going to show you the Nihheim knot, but, you know, it's okay. You, you can use your manacles, because they're easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Well, my friends, that is where we're going to end tonight's episode of The World Tree Burns. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, let us know. And, of course, if you haven't followed the show yet, hit the follow button and join us. Uh, but be sure to check out Cobalt Press. Uh, check out cobblepress.com and check out all of your own Midgard books and materials that you can get over there in PDF and print because they are a lot of fun uh, and you can run your own games in the Midgard world using them. Um, again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, the next time you see us live here in Counter Roleplay, of course, is tomorrow, which is Wednesday for Call of Cthulhu, uh, Warhammer, and uh, Star Wars. We're not stopping for 4th of July because we're English, goddammit, and in fact, in my case, I'm Canadian. So um, we don't we don't celebrate that holy Just day, but nonetheless, we'll be straight. <laughs> yeah, being Canadian, uh, I've already had my holy day, which was. What uh, should be being? So, what uh, is this being Canadian bullshit? I, I look I, he's wearing, I'm wearing a my denim jacket. jacket. He is more I, Canadian than converted. I am at I'm, this I'm, moment. There's maple syrup like, about ten feet away I'm, from. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally waiting for like him to do something in character and then be like, "Oh, sorry, dear bud," and be like, "Oh shit, he is really <laughs> becoming <laughs> Canadian." <laughs> He's, he's soaking his feet in maple syrup right now. It's just, you don't want to go. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, thank you guys for joining us. I really appreciate it. Stick around. We'll go and uh, host and rate our good friend, uh, Bubba Nort here in just a few minutes' time. But let's go around. Uh, great job tonight, everybody. What do we think? Where can we find you guys online? Uh, let's start with Dan Dillon. Uh, I had a blast. I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this, is a, this is a very cool little short adventure that uh, actually is published in a Cobalt Press book. You guys can find it in the Book of Lairs, uh, written by the incomparable Sean Merwin. Um, I had a great time tonight. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one. Hit me up. We'll talk about Midgard, D&D, whatever. I'm always there. You can see pictures of my gorgeous, gorgeous cat. <laughs> great stuff. Thank you, Dan. And McLoken. Hello. My name's McLoken. You right recognize my voice when I talk like a gnome. Um, yeah, I had a fucking blast night. It was like very much old school. Oh, I thought Cloak was going to die at the beginning because I was just like, it was looking rough. It was looking very it rough. It was looking rough. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, 
Damn. Um, but it turned into a, a fantastic uh, dungeon crawl where I found a secret. I love finding secret doors in games. And I, I love the, like, the little nerd out. And, nice job. Uh, yeah, I, luckily, investigation, there's no bonuses to that. Like I was just like straight up, what I get is what I get. I don't know if I got it perfect or 15 is a, a pretty decent roll in 5e. So um it is. It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you guys can find me on Twitter at McLokin. Um, I uh, I announced this last uh, time we had chosen, but uh, my D and D campaign I run uh, is uh, I'm moving the show to Mixer, uh, and uh, that'll be starting July 11th. So I will be uh, one of the only D and D shows on Mixer. So uh, and uh, running the the forefront on that, and I'm excited about it. So. Um, yeah, uh, I'm so excited for you, dude. Thank you. Um, I, I can't wait to, I can't wait to, uh, start doing that and, uh, uh, incorporating, uh, the, how their system runs with the game, uh, as well. So, uh, we'll see. And podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. While you're folding your laundry and doing all that kind of stuff, I'm going to keep doing more visual jokes during the show. So, uh, you guys will have to tune in and watch me do a visual joke at, from time to time. But yeah, that's me. Audio only visual jokes are my favorites. Uh, so, and I know Neil loves them as well and editing them uh, <laughs> out of the show. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Neil. Uh, Laurel Anya. I am really intrigued at where the inspiration or the dwarf is already part of the storyline before all the magic iteminess happened, and I really, really liked the imagery of him. That's going to stick in my mind for a long time, just walking up into that room, the throne, and the dwarf like coming out. So I had a lot of fun. Um, you can find me here on Twitch. I run a Discord RP server that's completely free to join and free to play in, and it's actually taking off a lot faster than I thought it was, but come on down and hang out. If not, uh, follow me on Twitter. It's my Tia Zimmer, like it says, probably right below me. Yeah. Thank you, Tia. And Tool School. I had a blast. I mean, Glass is such fun to play, and I got to use... My uh, my ley line stuff for the first time, so that was really awesome. And I just I mean I I love Midgard. I love the whole idea of these uh, special these classes that we're playing and our interactions. So uh, you can find me all over the uh, interwebs as Tall Squall. Uh, if you go to my Twitter account, you can find all the things that I do are linked into the pinned tweet at the top. And uh, if you find me out there elsewhere, let me know you found me here on World Tree Burns. Thank you, Tool School and Josh. Uh, yeah, I had an absolute blast. Um, it's always fun to uh, suddenly learn a whole bunch of languages and not understand why you're learning a whole bunch of languages. But um, <laughs> we'll explore more on that next week and see if it's something that I can retain or explain or figure out. Or even if I tell the rest of the party that this is happening to me. Maybe not. Maybe I just won't do that. Because fuck it. Uh, yeah, other than that... Um, I'm in Canada, Josh. You can find me here on Tuesdays doing all this stuff and before this on Long March and before that on the Greyhawk channel. And if you want to see me suffer uh, endlessly, check out Turnplugs Pod. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll link you guys to the podcast here. Uh, also, here's all the social media for Encounter Roleplay, where you can find us here. Next time we stream is tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern for Call of Cthulhu Doors to Darkness, followed by Warhammer Beneath Dark Bows, followed by... Star Wars, Rise of the Dark Side. So, another nine hours tomorrow. I'll see you guys then. In the meantime, uh, check out the website. We've got a bunch of new articles going up there at the moment. 
uh, particularly on a new Warhammer uh, edition, which is coming out this month. Fingers crossed. Fucking want that game right now. Uh, we're going to go host some really good friend, Lebubbernaut. So I'll go and do a raid thingy there, because that's what you do on Twitch, apparently. So enjoy. He's playing some Fallout New Vegas. We love Bubs, and he plays a lot of D&D as well. Right now, he's doing the Fallouts, which are also fucking good. If you like Atomic Cthulhu, you'll like this. Until next time, though, my friends, try not to roll too many now ones because we want to be here laughing when you do. Good night, everyone.